Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. Experience, experience. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico Simon Kamar and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. What is going on? What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. We're then going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. Uh, but first, Kamar's, I don't think there were any. Were there new Patreons? There was new Patreons. Oh. It's my favorite time of the week. We acknowledge the Patreons. You support us like no one else. Um, join the Patreon. If we get to 1,000, I'm moving to Austin. So we'll put that as a goal. But uh, yeah, this week, no exception. Hold I on, I'm it's... just curious. You're going to move to Austin? So well, once I'm we hit 1,000, you're going to leave the podcast? I'd be able to go there for a week. Um, no, I, I, I could not move. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Sean McDonald, which I think is a return. Sean McDonald, what up, Patreon? What up, Shout Sean? out to you, Sean. You got our hot uh, Graham Hancock, this did not age well. Hot off the presses. Plus another 50, this did not age well. Um, by the way. Wells. By the way. Plural. We had not done Graham Hancock. We had done Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson, so you can take that one off your list for the next one. What, we had, pick that one. <laughs> what we had done... Was we've done Tom DeLong twice? No way. Did, we said that, didn't we? Wow, we're didn't we're we done have a big? Uh, well, we, no, that's done, great. You, you were saying that we had done it like on the show, but we did it as uh, a throwback. Either so. no, we couldn't have done it on the show. It was no, we could not have before our time. So there are two Tom DeLong. That's there are great. two throwbacks for Tom DeLong. And you guys join the Patreon and go back and see which one of those aged wellers, <laughs> wellest. Well, it's, that's probably a cool experiment because so much had been proven true since we would have done that, I imagine. It is, it'd be, join the Patreon now. I'm not lying. And just support me. <laughs> All the Patreon goes to Kamar. Kamar, how was your week? Oh, yeah. It's uh, Blues Fest, um, and it's going to be a disaster, I think. Unless they, they do, because you know they take the Monday off. Yeah. But tonight is going to be insane. So you think tomorrow they're going to regroup? I hope. Well, I hope they do something. What about this? Do you guys think there should be volunteers selling beer and stuff? I think everyone. It should be a uh, like a, a for profit endeavor. Like the biggest musical, one of the biggest musical festivals in the world, because it goes so long. People it's like the, it, I think, because they, sorry, they get free passes. It's the third largest outdoor music festival in North America. Behind Coachella and Bonnaroo. I volunteered, so I know how the whole thing works. But still, I it's it's bigger than that Montreal one. Oshiega is only three days. Oshiega is cooler. No, no, but it's bigger. Uh, Blues Fest is two weeks long. That's why I see. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so I I just think the some of the jobs suck, and like the lineups. Like I said, there was people waiting for a guy with a backpack for an hour. I mean, Kamar. Kamar they might have thought they were going to bar, but you make a great point. Like, how does 
How does a mu- how does the third largest music festival in North America that's sponsored by the big one of the biggest banks in Canada have to get volunteers? You can pay everyone. I th- I think like, so. Get the in, fuck in out of here. In twenty twenty two, like, or and give them free passes for for working. I just love that the argument is like, wow, we got to turn a profit. Well, I I was talking to some young chick and she said it's a charity. And I was like, is Alanis playing for free? Like if this is a charity, that's where you should save your money is on the artists. Yeah, but we know the artists aren't that's playing for That's not how that works usually, though. If you're running like a charity, let's say, and you're having an event, you hire a, a band to play. They don't do that for charity. Oh, I understand, but you'd be surprised how many people think it's ethical to ask me to do the comedy show for free for charity. Like, it's, it's a discounted thing. I, I won't do it. But. Did you just compare yourself to Alanis Morissette? No, artists performing mm. to raise money still get paid. Just like charity, 80% of the money goes to administration uh, or whatever. Uh, I see, but that's probably because it's just a tiny little charity that's not making a ton of His money. His point right? is this. Exactly. It's very simple. Let's say, let's say fucking UNICEF decides to throw a show. I did something, and now my mic sounds fucking terrible. You anyway. great. Um, like, if UNICEF, let's say they're taking in $10 million, but they have to pay Alanis two million. But they're asking everyone else to work for free. It's kind of a weird. It seems like, like he's saying it's, if it's, it's for it's charity, raising money to raise money, not to actually like yeah help anything. I had no idea Blues Fest was to raise money. Well, this this what this I girl told either. me, and I said that does not make sense to me at all. That's kind of like Value Village is in it to raise we money. They're so. just in it to make money. In any event, I've enjoyed it. Uh, pre-drink before if you're going to go because you will not get drinks once you're there. Side note, I saw Kamara on his way to see uh, Sarah McLaughlin. And it's way easier to pick up girls at Sarah McLaughlin than Alanis Morissette because mm. at Sarah McLaughlin, they're sad and lonely and at Alanis Morissette, they're angry, angry and lonely. lonely. Yeah, oh, You great. know, hey, that's gonna be, it's coming out next week. But um, <laughs> Check me out, I saw, absolutely. I saw one band, uh, they were super cool called Ocean Alley. And you know the river stage is on the other side of the museum mm. there's a big hill that goes down mm. when they started performing you could stand anywhere like no one had gotten there yet and halfway through the set the whole thing just filled up and they freak you could tell they were like whoa there's a lot of people here that's where the and comedy were, stage was right uh that year one year w- yeah. way 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 many with, moons ago with girl talk but they fucked up their song they were so overwhelmed by the way the thing filled up mm-hmm I like those moments. They're I think that's my beef with Blues Fest this year. Non-professionals. Not enough local. There should be a ton of local talent playing. No, this is this is the slim down, but still as expensive. It's You guys know what shrinkflation is, right? Yes. You pay more and get less. Yeah. Even at Blues Fest, it's happening. It's, yeah. Anyways, it, it's a highlight of my summer, so I'm enjoying If it. the Chaffee brothers aren't there, it's just not Blues Fest. Oh, I ran into one of them last night. Matt or the other one? Exactly the other one, <laughs> Curtis, okay. and um, and I was like, "Oh, you're playing," and he's like, "No, I just got had to tell me his big tour that he was on and stuff." Mm. Simon, how was your week? Uh, my week was fine. Happy anniversary, Simon's Happy been married. Simon's been boy. married for twenty yeah, years. Yeah, that's crazy. To right? say it loud, I eh? am so fucking old. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. So, I mean, when so I, I said to marry though, I was like, "They've been married twenty years," and she was like, "That's nuts." And I was <laughs> nuts. like, "Yeah," but I was like. We also have been together 11. So I get we're not married, but. Yeah, but we were also together five years before. Yeah, before married, you pop the question? So, yeah. Four years, five years, something like that. That sounds about right. I mean, yeah. the, the Royals, they take like seven to eight years before they uh, announce the wedding. 
the well, that's ro- what I'm doing. I'm, I'm royalty, yeah. so we're oh, taking yeah. our sweet time. That's a classic. I like way. that you compared me to the royals. Well, that was and can you imagine people get married knowing each other like a month? Oh, I watch those shows on TV. It happens. It happens yeah. I mean, Incredible. I'll say this again. I'm not married. Mary and I moved in together pretty much two months after being together. Just fuck fast. We can't be apart <laughs> from each other. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That was your week, Simon? That's uh, it? Yeah, I mean, whatever. We went up to the cottage. I uh, didn't watch any movies or anything this week. I kind of got into uh, Logan's Paul, Logan Paul's podcast a little bit. Don't like Mike Malik. Um, don't like the other guy. But he's a star. Logan is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But you know what I don't like? And I, and Are you I, stating the obvious? Or yeah, you... just stating the obvious. Okay. Yeah. But like four years after yeah, I yeah, said it? Yeah, Curious, four like... years. I'm always late to the game. <laughs> we'll warm up to it. I'll, this kid's a star. I'll tell you this much, though. <laughs> I'm going to go on a live here. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys would have a good podcast if they just would stop talking. Whoa, do you hear that? It's called a noise gate. Noise gate. Or nice. the compression. Yeah, I'm compression, trying to work. I'm trying nice. to get it. Um... What was I saying? Yeah, the podcast would be better if... Would be better if they stopped talking about doing things for content. But that's what their business is. I know, but it just takes you out like it's... Because to you, it's still foreign and it's like this thing, but it it is what it is. Good, interesting thing on Adam22 interviews a girl who was at Impulsive's 100th episode... Where Machine Gelly was there. Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly. I think Tim Dillon or there was a said that like an Aussie. Might have been Theo Vaughn. Machine Gelly. Machine Gelly. <laughs> and she tells a story about in the middle of the podcast, Machine Gun Kelly takes you outside, fucks you in the ass. What? And and she was like, it was a bit of a bummer because we didn't have any lube, but she was still like, it's one of the greatest moments of my life. And she is so hot. What about uh, Megan Kelly? This, well, the hundred or the, not the, Megan Kelly, no, Megan Fox. This, this is when he was still. Oh, this still is a long time Half ago. rap, half rock. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, well, listen, what do you if mean? How if long you're explaining, if you're explaining to us that being famous, rich, and young is really cool, I'm aware. <laughs> yeah, you're not years. like Simon over here. I think this guy's famous. Well, the Mike Malik, who you know, whatever. He said something. He he said some, something about um, somebody telling them they were like the closest thing to entourage, mm-hmm. like a real life version of entourage, yeah. which is probably true, but totally becomes lame when you say it out loud. You know what I mean? Just like content. Anyway, but, yeah, exactly. But what I was thinking is, I like one of the things I like watching about it is that they're famous and rich and young, but they're not under a corporate. Like you see, we've seen people, but they behave probably in a way. Mm-hmm. These people are just out there. They are part of some podcast network thing, though, because they like them and Howie Mandel share the same studio space. No, not, but if they're in each other's city and they need to use a studio, you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's not, that's not always like sometimes you just ask who's around, but I'm pretty sure they do share. Like they just interviewed the sidemen. In the UK, yeah. That, yeah. that studio is the True Geordie, the kickoff studio. But right. So they're Does not only True Geordie do shows there, or are there other shows? No, there no, it's only so that is it's the kickoff studio. The True Geordie does they have the kickoff where they watch all the EPL games live, like six of them. Okay. But that's what that studio is for. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a massive network of YouTubers that are. But I also think that's just one of those like 
like if we were huge, wouldn't you offer up like if we had a real studio, wouldn't you offer it up to any famous person that came? Just and Paul to would come here, do a show, we'd go there. I totally hear everything you're saying. You're you're probably a hundred percent right. I do think they're part of a network. Maybe, maybe, maybe. And they're the same agents as Howie Mandel or whatever. It just seems odd to me because they're so big that they wouldn't I don't know. Like a network seems like something you join, like we would join a network to try to have someone push us, whereas they're so big. But maybe I'm wrong. I'm to reiterate, wrong. they're just existing without corporate influence, it feels like. I mean, maybe, obviously, yeah. they sway to make money for the corporation. They still watch in. things that they say on their show. But so it feel that's like, why I feel like they're... It's hard to imagine there's a, you know, like the Backstreet Boys, like a Murray Star or whatever, the manager behind who's manipulating. I see what you're saying. Yes, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, like, like who is the guy from uh, Sync there? The big fat dude. Mm-hmm. Well, he did them all, I think. Oh, did he? Like a yeah. Colonel Parker for Elvis. Anyways. Colonel Parker. How's your week, Matt? Uh, my week was fine. Back to that for a second, though. I feel like um, no matter what you say, if you're YouTube big, you are somehow beholden. Yeah, yeah. To the YouTube. Or Google, I guess, who owns YouTube. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is like, you know, every every time I post a video, I'm like, it's so egregious, this list of shit they want to know. Like, I'm like, how, how, how the fucking... Johnson and Johnson have the balls to be like, whoa, if you said fuck or spoke about something that maybe people find offensive, we don't think we can advertise on your show. Like, you guys are one of the worst companies in the hey, world. Man. Like, you guys, you're you're out there literally poisoning rivers, and you're worried about us saying fuck. It's okay. their amusement park. They yeah. can make the rules. Anyway, um, my week was fine. The other guy they had on, sorry, uh, is Dan Belzerian. Yeah, that fucking idiot. But it was interesting. He was on Rogan so early. I mean early a long time ago and yeah. is interested to see all the things he's he's done since then there are some return guests i'd like to see on rogan i guess is my point but not the ones that concierge returned right <laughs> well we did a throwback of dan bilzerian if you want to hear me go light him up preemptively but i like i i've read a bunch of stuff that he he's a fraud and whatever he is, he is a fraud well he's some sort of thing because someone did it um, maybe Adam 22 went to his house. He's still rich as fuck. And he was running an experiment where he was trying to become like internet famous. So, I mean, he is a fraud. I think he knows, but what are they accusing him of being a fraud of? Hold that on, he's there's not a lot of fraudulent shit. No, no, no. The whole, the whole deal is this. Like, to say he's rich now, he hangs out with Bill Perkins, who is like a, like an oil billionaire. So when you have, as we've learned, when you have billionaire friends... It's actually a lot easier to front like you yourself are very rich. Like if I if I have ten billionaire friends and they're letting me travel and stay at their places, my Instagram's gonna look fucking fuego. If you listen to um that podcast, yeah, that guy Bill and another guy, like Belzerian says, these guys are like billionaires who were degenerate poker players, and I took them for millions of dollars. But at the same time, they liked hanging out with beautiful women and stuff. So as I was like taking money from them every week, I would then invite them to all my parties. You know what I mean? But that's he the said other part that, of the fraud though. A lot of people are like, he's actually a garbage poker player who is a losing poker he, player. Well, he doesn't claim to, he says I'm a good poker player, but not compared to like pros. He said to be able to sit against these guys and win. I mean, I don't know, man, you should listen to it. Did you make you, your own you, mind you, up? But. You, you thought highly of him before I didn't, or after? I didn't think highly anything? of him before, and I didn't think highly of him after, but I feel like I learned more about him after. I thought even he was saying, you know, fucking 10 chicks a day, he gets tired after a while. Oh, you, you, oh you, woe you. is me. 
But you think he's a sex addict? Yeah, and I think he's even weaning himself off that because he's, I mean, you know, he's probably up there with uh, firemen. I was painting, uh, helping a guy firemen, paint a place. What? I was helping. He's just saying that firemen have large body counts. Huge, huge kill ratio to career. But I was, ta- I was painting. We're, we're talking about women, right? Yes, body count. Sure, yeah, gay guys like firefighters too. Everyone likes firefighters because they're the <laughs> fucking hero. Um, but I was working with a firefighter, helping paint this guy's house. He was a friend of his. And I was like, were you single when you joined the service? And he goes, no. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And he told me that he doesn't hook girls up with firefighters because he said they're the worst. Like all they are, are just fighting fires and fucking. Because it's just the easiest position to like pick up girls. Who doesn't want? I think I'd make it with a firefighter. Yeah, you know what? All you people stealing valor of like uh, like rangers and stuff, you're making the wrong move. You gotta mm-hmm. get yourself a firefighter outfit. Mm-hmm. That's the real way to. <laughs> that's the real stolen valor right there. Come on, you want to go over the guests real quick? I'd love to. Thanks for asking, Matt. So that we can do what we actually do on this show. I, uh, yeah. I, I thought it was a great week. Uh, I'm gonna rate it. Um, can you go had, over the guests uh, first? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? We, okay. we had uh, 1839 July 1st special. Is it that Independence 4th of Day? July. Fourth of July special. Is that Independence Day? Yes. And it was Duncan Trussell. Everyone's favorite. Followed by 1840 uh, entrepreneur investor Mark Andreessen. Weirdest weirdest episode ever. And then we finished off with It's Been a While, 1841, Brian Redband. I'll give the week a four. I'll give it a four as well. I give the week a four as well. We have an agreement. Hear those often. What a way to start the week. Never, we. I don't think this has ever happened. Well, it's happened, but where we all come in, just throwing our fucking opinions around. First of all, you gave the week of four. That's the, probably the highest week rating ever. You've ever given. Ever. It, was a, it was a good week. It sounded it awkward coming out of your mouth. Interesting week. It did sound awkward. Coming and out usually, of your mouth. Brian would fucking. Drop that rating down like a lead weight, so and Brian's I thought he best, was good. Brian's, yeah, Brian has grown up and is a he normal was, human he was being. Great, that good episode for Brian. was terrific. It's because he's 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 officially out from underneath the shadow, and it's on a, the the best show going in the world. Right you know now. what though? On Kill Tony, which I've watched a lot of lately, um, Tony is so mean to Brian. It's crazy. Brian he's is still way Brian. meaner to Brian than Joe Rogan ever was. Yeah, like Joe had, Joe had tact in it. Brian, it's or I mean, Tony seems to have like genuine disdain. If, for... if Brian started playing the sound drops he does randomly that sometimes don't work on Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan would be just as mean. I still find it annoying. Did you see the one with Polly Shore? I've seen it. Yeah, that was good. I mean, I know what he means. Like, if I filled every one of these fucking buttons up with some random fucking sound thing and just did it throughout the podcast, you'd be like, dude. And one out of six, like, it was perfect and it's hilarious. Like, it's the return. Because sometimes Brian does the right ones. I don't care. I'm just stating You think Tony's going to do them? I think it's an He's act. mean. I think, they're, I think they love oh, each other. Oh, really? No way. Uh, you know what I've always thought about that, too, uh, before we get to the episode, is Jeremiah Watkins... What about Feels him? like he fell by the wayside. Well, he went on to bigger and better things. Oh, did he? I think so. Oh. Okay, well, let's start this off. Let's go. 18... No. Uh, <laughs> see if you guys are listening. 1839, Duncan Trussell. 
This time they were dressed up like uh, <laughs> the founding fathers. Joe looked like George Washington, like almost perfectly. You know what I mean? I wish he, um, I wish he dressed like that all the time. It would be pretty funny. It's interesting how they say um, the Declaration of Independence or all like under this guise of the civility of what was going on, but it was, it was just madness. And all the guys that signed it got killed. It's just not as smooth as it sounds. A bunch of guys room signed a paper and America was happily ever after. Well, it was a pretty tumultuous time in history. You know, is history ever smooth? No, no, it's, it's not a smooth system. But you think about the people. Life that, is just not a smooth system. The people, whatever, whatever category you want to tell them, but always division in that there were the people that decided we want to come to America and become our own people. And the other people were like, no, no, like, what are you doing? How long that took to weed out? Because when I went to school, I, we, our mascot was a loyalist. When you went to school, your mascot was a loyalist. Is that interesting? It's funny. I feel like there's no fighting it. Like, there was no way that, like, the the farther away you are from wherever, Britain, Spain, Portugal, whatever, after a certain amount of time, people aren't going to be like, yeah, yeah, we're British. Eventually, you just adopt where you are. Like, well, like, I, like I we're, a consti- you, you we're get- a constitutional monarchy, and people mock us for it, but, like, believe me when I tell you the queen is involved in our country, almost not at all. The no, governor general. No, but in order for us to get them to leave us alone, we had to be like, yeah, but you know. Sure. We're still with you. And I would say the majority of people who come here call themselves Canadian within two or three years. You're talking about like, immigrants? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the only people who As come opposed here. to well, what? Like British? I, I live here, but I'm British. I live here, but I'm Sri Lankan. I live here. I mean, you are. Your, your background always, but. That's, I mean, it's. I don't think I understand what you're if saying. If you visit Canada, you're going to be from some other place. If you move to live here, you adopt being a Canadian. Isn't that what everybody does? <laughs> yes and no. I think. It, I, hold I on. don't know. I think if you're British, it's a little bit different. I think if you're from a place that is you like war torn. No, I don't mean it like that. I just mean like if you're if you're American and you move here, I doubt you're ever like I'm a Canadian. I don't think any American that moves here is like I'm Canadian. If you have an obvious British accent, then you can you just can't do it, right? Nobody's ever gonna buy it that you're American. No, that's not true. Because like, if you were, uh, let's say, you were like Indian, but you had like a British accent, it's and di- you came here, it's, and you were like, okay, sure, sure. If you're a white guy with a British accent, nobody's gonna ever buy that you're American. I just mean like if you're if you're from a place that that, that isn't you know, there isn't famine, war. I think you tend to maybe move other places and just say you know, I live here, but. If you're higher up the economic stratus, you would retain your nationality more. Well, if well, you... it depends because that person might go back to Britain. They might go back to the and states, then and then they're British. Again. I think there's someone who, like, I know a lot of Sri Lankans. Maybe what I that said I... was stupid. No, no, I don't I... think it was stupid. We're just having, we're discussing it. I just I... like, I knew a lot of Sri Lankans that were like, I would never ever go back and live in Sri Lanka. I'm Canadian. <laughs> Wait for the post, Joe, about Sri Lanka. Okay, but you know what I mean. Like, I, I think there are people that are like, I am from where I'm from, and I'm proud of it. But I could never go back and live there. I am now Canadian. Well, I, I am now American. I am British. People who want to become whatever. Canadian or British or whatever, they, um, you know, take the fucking course and what do you call that? Like they they get adopted by a country, basically. 
Yeah, what do you think? Co- that's what makes you Canadian is taking the fucking stupid becoming test. a citizen, becoming a citizen. Yeah, becoming a citizen. You're not Canadian until you become a citizen. It doesn't matter <laughs> mm-hmm. if you're from somewhere not else. Legally, that's where legally. you're yeah, from. But that's, until we're, ta- you... we're not talking about legalities, like. And also, if you're someplace longer than where you were from. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like I, I know people that were born. You know, like here's a good example. My uncle, uh, he moved around a lot. He worked for the. Uh, Canadian government. So, like, his wife is from France. Their first child was born in Germany. Their second child was born in South Africa. Um, so all those are different nationalities within what, a family. That's this is what I'm saying. Like the, the but they're past, all where whatever he's from, Canadian. Well, I think they all have like you know. I think my cousin right now is living in France. My other cousin still lives in Canada. But it, you know. Those are the weird ones where it's like if you, you know, you were born in South Africa, spent four years there and then moved to Canada and grew up here. Like you probably feel Canadian. You're not going to be like, I am South African. I love that accent. Uh, well, what a risk it was taken to, to do that. And, and it's turned out like we all love America, even with all its problems and madness. The, the entertainment it puts out. I love the, the state, the, the stuff, the cities, the action. I fucking love the U.S. You got it. You got a minute. I know um, that Simon is like if this thing took off, we we're making a million a year each. I know Simon's the only thing keeping us here. Because Simon loves Canada more than America. No, Simon's. I don't think Simon's wife would move to the states. You could find in a fact, nice place in Vermont. I bet. I would live in Vermont. Yeah. There are plenty of nice places in the states. Of course, it's America. But we're not Americans. We're Canadians. Doesn't matter. Once you're rich, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, then the- you can be by. Uh, well, then you just coastal or whatever. Well, then you spend six months in the summer here, so you keep your O hip, and then you just go and spend Everyone's the winters. Everyone's nationality down there. is based on the economics, and then you have the elite. Yeah, which we'll get into uh, later. Coral Castle. Do you know anything? Coral Castle. The yeah, Coral we've Castle. talked about it before on this show. It's that weird little Yugoslavian guy or whatever, and. He built the coral castle, which are like yeah, we have spoken each about block it, yeah. are like tons of this coral and he moved them around by himself. And not only that, they made him move coral castle. Like I guess he lost his lease or something and he did the whole move overnight one night and nobody saw him do it. Like this guy definitely has, uh, some weird secret. They think it's in a box because in some of the pictures, I'm sorry, am I doing something wrong here? No. What do you mean? Okay. Your voice. It, when it cuts out? Yeah, I, I don't know. Just just roll anyway, with it. Anyways. I'll turn all um, that shit off in the second half, and we'll just go back to raw. In some of the pictures, because the way he said he did it was by using the secrets of the Egyptians, mm-hmm. but he does it with, like, uh, it's, Sounds it's and vibrations. just him, a tripod, like a crane type tripod thing that he built, um, and this black box that shows up in some of the pictures and nobody has any idea what it is. So who knows? Maybe that's some like anti-gravity device or, but that's a fucking crazy story that nobody ever talks about. I heard the exact same story from someone else last Sunday, a week ago today. Just coincidentally about Coral Castle? Uh, no, they were just talking about suppression of um, four types of energy, the way to do stuff, like... You know, it all comes back to climate, why we depend on oil, and I mean, everyone goes for wind and sun, but a lot of people go don't even think those are viable, nuclear or X-Factor. But this be. guy is dead now, I believe, so I guess there's no way to figure out how the hell he did anything. 
Oh, he's gone now. I believe so, yeah. And no one wanted to interview him. And it's just one of those Well, mysteries. no, they did interview him, but it seems like one of those one of those things that you know, the fucking NASA would have would have would have would have would have been involved in, like would have wanted to have known the same way they had or whoever, not NASA, the CIA, whoever. They had a lot of interest in um uh, a skinwalker ranch. Like we're finding out now that they spent mil you know hundreds of millions of dollars doing experiments there this seems like something they probably should have put some research well nasa would want to interview this guy if they were actually going anywhere but they probably thought it was just a waste of time or nasa had satellites on him the whole time and they saw him just truck the like they're hollow rocks you know what i mean he sees them just Mm -hmm, yeah like they <laughs> There's know nothing this, in. He's just putting him on his, it. shoulder, on his shoulder. Yeah, he's just walking, walking him out. It's just him and a mule. No, it, it's pretty, uh, like, I don't do the story justice, obviously. I suggest that anybody who may or not be listening go um, look for themselves because it really is like a fucking, it's a mystery. It's a real-life mystery. They mentioned the obelisk from the Graham Hancock episode, oh, which, obelisk. We, which we did for the throwback. It was so fresh, I felt like just an expert. Like, Joe, I... I'll, I'll step in here and tell Duncan about it. Well, a lot of people believe that the ob- obelisk obelisks were actually um, butt plugs. No, hey, but they I'm were. All week. First of all, they were way older than they get given credit for. They have um, etchings on them, like hieroglyphs, that were put on many, many, many years later, and that's how they date them. Right? It would be like you know. Uh, there being a mailbox, you putting graffiti on it, and then them dating the mailbox to your graffiti. I was just thinking because no one's ever lifted those obelisks. Well, people believe it was um, they use them to lift other things. They were like power sources. Or... Okay, that's interesting. But what if they just carved them out to make it look like this was a block we were going to move? Oh, that's interesting. Throw everyone off. And the real obelisks they actually carved in place from like a megalithic stone. Just a thought experiment. Well, you know what's really cool too, and I know we've talked about this before, but when like the Romans went in and and um, sacked Egypt, they took giant obelisks back to Rome. Like you can go to uh, like the Parthenon in Rome, and they have—I don't know this for a fact—but some places in Rome, and they have no. The Parthenon is in Egypt. Sorry, you can go to certain places in Rome and see these giant Isn't obelisks. In Greece, yeah. The Parthenon is in uh, or is in Greece. Sorry, not Egypt. Is in Greece. This is the worst. Anyways, point ever. is, listen, we're dumb. People know it. No, they I, call us on I, it I, all I'm, the time. I've I'm trying there. to follow. I've been there. The obelisks in Rome, all over Italy, they have all sorts of Egyptian shit. They fucking loved Egypt. They thought it was very important. And when they went in there and took it over, they brought things back with them, which obviously they would do. Thrones, this, that. But they brought back those obelisks. Those things are so fucking giant. They would have had to bring them over on giant barges attached to boats. You know what I mean? You know why that's interesting? And it segues back into this uh, episode is that Duncan talked about the... um, Well, they're just talking about major construction stuff, but the library... Of Alexandria. No, they... Of the no, Catholic Church, the, the well, one that's in the Vatican. where it is now. Yeah. Um. So we should know because of record keeping, whatever, how the Romans moved the Egyptian stuff, but we don't. We probably they probably know how the Egyptians moved the Egyptian stuff, and I think that's a crime. Like, I agree. Like that library that is now in the Vatican 
which think about it, okay, Kamar, they say that there was a giant fire at the um, Library of Alexandria, mm-hmm. and they lost all of the records in a fire. If you were a country that had taken over a place, you would go in, you would, you know, destroy everything, but you wouldn't burn up all the stuff. You would take it with you and burn the actual structure of the library. I mean, we don't know that for sure. I'm just saying, like, look at ISIS. They ran through and just destroyed all sorts of ancient... Uh, again, they did destroy That's certain things. That's to erase things, a culture. For sure. Well, I'm just saying, though, there's a chance that, yeah, you just a- say, abs- fuck the knowledge, we're just burning it all. Especially if, and just hear me out, in religious times, you might look at all all the information in there as blasphemy. Totally. I'm just playing the devil's yep, advocate no, there. Totally, and I understand why they would break statues and, you know, like, I get that. I just think that the the paper, the actual books, the information, a lot of that got transferred to, um, well, what is now Vatican, but, you know, along the lines. And we know this. Like, this is exactly what we're talking about. They have a library well, they have down all the there. Art. So that's a that's one. They have a, a literal library that is oh, the, so many books, like manuscripts, that nobody has ever seen. And what we know about um, working groups and collaboration and knowledge, that should be all open source, right? If, if we wanted the best for humanity, to, like there, there, there must be some answer to one thing that is a mystery. For sure. And if there's more, all the better. But like, it's it's suppression again, like big oil, big religion. It really does seem crazy. Like what? And, and this is pretty, it's far out. But what if they're sitting on like the cure for cancer in there? Or oh, I've heard that's been cured a hundred times over. Zero sum energy or zero, you know what I mean? Zero point energy or some other fucking levitation or something Vibrations, that's just buried baby. in there. And there's, and there's never a lot of, like you Maybe it was that Tom Hanks movie or whatever, but I've never seen it in a movie. Like someone's trying to break in the Catholic library, just as a like the powers that be don't even want it mentioned. The only one that did it was that Dan Brown one there, um, the Da Vinci Code. Uh, Anunnaki Gold. I find it hard to believe. That's that, what he was talking about, the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. What did he say? He said that Tom, Tom Hanks, Hanks movie. movie. <laughs> so I just agreed. I'm with, with him, you. You <laughs> filled in the blank. Um, I, I, we're all in agreement. The Anunnaki need us to get the gold. Just seems like <laughs> they must have super technology, but then it they go this rudimentary way of like creating society to do it. Maybe they're just sick. That's a great point. You have the capacity to travel through galaxies, yet you're going to get monkeys to dig up the gold. It's like it just doesn't. It seems like you could just drop a robot, some sort of drone off that would much quicker than waiting like. However many thousand years. A billion years. You make evolution or whatever. Yeah, it seems like... uh, It's a sick joke. It just seems like it would be easier to do it yourself if you have that technology. It's a seriously slow roll. Like, think about us, Simon. Okay, as humans, (laughs) if we could travel to the next galaxy over and we found a planet that was rich with all the coltan, all the gold, whatever, whatever we need to make stuff, and there were, like, I don't know, some sort of, like, creature living there, would we really try to get that creature to dig up the gold? No. We just take it. I mean, we, we might would. use that creature like a horse to like help us move the gold, but well, we wouldn't. then that bees back Well, then, the then that's one step away from mm-hmm. mutating them, fucking with their genetics yeah. and you making talked, them a you more talk me right back into effective, it there, effective okay. mule. Like, I think you just space muled us into this, you know? Yeah. Or what did really? you say, how much, donkey? How much gold Quit have you mined? 
I'm just asking out of curiosity in your life. You're 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 in your forties. How, How much gold oh, have see. you mined? Well, we, we part of that. I'll leave that open for Kamar. Too part, much gold have you mined? Part of that story, Matt, is that the monkeys become mm-hmm. sentient yeah. and stop mining the gold. But it's still in our DNA to value gold. And people do, Matt. Just because I don't mine gold and Kamar doesn't mine gold doesn't mean there's lots of people who don't trade gold and we trade buy everything. gold and use gold, wear maybe, gold. Okay, so maybe these, what are they called again? The Anunnaki? Maybe they wanted basketball cards. Maybe they were really just here for basketball cards. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Well, we trade but... basketball cards. We value basketball cards. So No, but they... We, it's all about gold. What do you mean? Why are you bringing basketball cards? Because you're just, it's, you're making it gold because we love gold. The Anunnaki's made it gold. No, he's Zachariah Sitchin made it gold. He's big literal, you're being hypothetical. No, but I mean, that's that's the fucking story. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. 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 Now you're talking about basketball cards. That doesn't even make any sense. But why don't they want diamonds? Because that's more valuable than gold. Because the gold is what they needed. First of all, what we value has nothing to do with what they feel. Fuck, you got it. Okay, stop. (laughs) <laughs> the gold is what they needed for their civilization because it stops the sun's rays from. But like, they didn't need it in a rush because they're going to take thousands of years to extract it. We can wait. I mean, we need this, but we can wait. Why? How long in that story does it take man to evolve? Like into the, a version of us that they can use. I don't know. We started as monkey. I don't think it takes that long. I think it was like that. But I don't. Uh, okay, I'm lost here. So. Okay. At what point do we start mining the gold for them? Monkeys? Is that? No, when we become like the monkey man hybrid. That's like, okay, so here's the story as far as I understand it, Matt. I didn't fucking write the story. Well, you're getting pretty aggressive. Don't get mad at me. It sounds like you wrote it. Is your pen name Zachariah Sitchin? Because I'm a little concerned now. You figured me out, man. You figured me out. Um, So as far as I understand it, the story is that the Anunnaki come here. They see that we have that there's gold on earth mm-hmm. and they need gold for their home planet to stop whatever is happening there. Okay. I don't know what it is. Some, but they need the gold and they don't want to do the work here. So they look around and they see what animal looks like it can like get them gold the best. That would be the monkey has a, you know, opposable thumbs and comes walking around and it then mutates us somehow with a monkey. And we become so I like can slaves I, who will okay. mine their gold, but because we have this special gene or whatever, I don't know. We, can I poke a small hole in this? I don't know. I don't even know if I'm telling the story okay. right. So okay. you can poke holes yeah, if you want. Yeah, he, he's got you there. Well, man. I just think he's got me. <laughs> what do you mean he's got me there? I asked <laughs> no, if I could poke just, a hole in it, I'm just and then you the, said <laughs> he's got you there, Matt. You could you could poke a hole in something that's already Swiss cheese because it's not yes, like he's it's, committed it's to Swiss something. Swiss cheese, exactly, exactly. How about even if, okay, using your story as the truth. Yes. Now now you can poke a hole in the truth. At what point do the Anunnaki write this down or tell us all of what you just said? Mm. I have no fucking idea. Oh, we find it on the tablets? I don't know. Yeah, because he, it's all So they left a to-do list. It's all from the cutiform tablets. Okay, so they accidentally left. These guys that can travel... Through galaxies, yeah, they accidentally. We left got a stuck tablet. on this because I wanted to get back to that. Like, you're often we get stuck on this. So, if you're, let's say you're an alien species, though, right? Excuse yeah. me. Let's Whoa, do that. We, pardon us. We assume that um, in order to get here, 
they would have to be so intelligent or whatever that once they got here, why can't they just use their like sophisticated drones to go and do all the work? Why do they need these monkey people? And I guess I would just say to that the same way, like think about us. Okay. We're so useless humans. You know what I mean? In the big scheme of things we're we are what we are. Can't even sleep on the ground. We can't even get to Mars. You know what I mean? But one day, we may find like an X factor. I don't know what that is that like speeds up our progression to get to Mars. It doesn't mean that we have every, we still don't have flying cars on earth, but we'll find a X factor that gets us to Mars. That's all I'm saying Matt. these aliens could be like dumb dumbs, but know how to use portals because maybe a portal was left to them in a will or something. You know what I mean? Listen, if they're leaving tablets behind, they they're obviously. I think that's a human No, thing I'm just saying will. like they're, I don't mean wills. I mean like their ancestors figured it all out and they're like a dumb, dumb society. So they have lawyers that drop just, these wills? Forget it. Intergalactic wills. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we don't know what we're doing. Humans? Human. We, do, we don't. Like, no, we have no idea. Yeah, because... Uh, Duncan started talking about how he thinks the AI is the alien. Mm-hmm. He should have talked to the next guest yeah. a bit, I think, to, to 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 give a rounder idea of what AI is. But that would be interesting. Is it? It's like a parasite or something. Well, we're expecting an alien to come from space, and really, but it it's builds coming. itself within like a tapeworm or something. But we don't know what we're doing, and they use the example of it's almost human nature to advance till we fuck it all up. Like that, that's the inevitability. We're not supposed to just smooth everything out. The Tower yeah. of Babel, that was going to be a great thing. It crumbles. Uh, I was trying to think of the other example. I don't think they that used. was a literal story. <laughs> I don't um, think they actually built this giant tower. Uh, life is supposed to go extinct. Example the um, dinosaurs, unless the dinosaurs would still be here, except there was a, a meteor or whatever extinction event was correct extinction is natural it's not like we use extinction as a pejorative because it sounds it sounds harsh but it's, it's natural things 90 percent of everything's gone extinct and it didn't go extinct because of humans we've only been in a position to make things go extinct what 200 years and that's why i guess you have to get off your planet if you want your species to survive because part of it is for it to you just think that everything goes Go extinct. It, well, yeah. 90% of every creature on Earth has gone extinct. I think it's 99, but I could be wrong. So let's not maybe, extinction but, is a bad thing. But that was everything until humans. You know what I mean? Like, that's, the, that's always the argument is we are so special. But we're, we're, we're much more special we than anything else. We and our else. plastic making selves are just as part of this planet as anything else. We just, I mean, maybe like beaver dams fuck up stuff. Do you know their their survival technique floods something else and kills a uh, makes a dam yeah. that floods out? And they don't feel bad about that. <sighs> no, they do not. But we do, and that's the difference between us and turtles or uh, beavers. Rather, we're just so foolish because we do not know what we're doing. Well, um, we assume, uh, yeah, we don't know what we're doing. It's. Look, we'll never be around to see it anyways. If we all knew we were on the same page, which we don't, but every, every single country, everyone, uh, when they went to bed at night, thought of like a value or virtue that we all are working for. 
then we'd be we might know what we're doing, but we're not. We're all going in different directions, on the same place. That's what, what I think. But that being said, they talked about the text to art AI, and yeah. I tried it. It didn't work out very well. What, what, what was that? The text you could write something and it'll just oh text to art gotcha. generate the art. It's called Night Cafe. It didn't work. I said Bart Simpson dancing, and I. It looks like he's got the yellow of Bart in it, but none of it makes sense. But obviously, we're in the early days. And then there'll be content on demand. As much as you describe, you could have made. Do you know what I mean? Every day you could pick all these categories, for lack of a better um, example, porn. You decide the age, the thing, and it'll generate it and you'll see it. And then you say, next week, I want a pizza man. Or, or whatever you can imagine, you'll be able to just create with AI. Which just is insane. Forget about everyone's a director, producer. Yeah, but that's kind of weird. Writer. Like, right now, could you picture your perfect woman? And when I say that, what you're probably going to do is picture a woman you've already seen. Well, that'd be interesting if you describe what your perfect woman is and then you didn't like them. So you don't even know what you know because we do not know what we're doing. But that's what I'm saying is like you, you probably don't know what the perfect woman for you looks like. You know what I mean? It's a weird, I don't know. You, like you could maybe do body type. Your consciousness but... knows what you like, but you don't actually know what you like. Yeah. I think there's um. Well, I mean, I think you would probably have a pretty good guess. Yeah, but like I said, you would probably use like when you're if you're watching porn, you probably search for a certain porn star oh, or oh. maybe a genre or something. But like you, you know what I mean? You have something that you're you have a baseline to already use. Like if you grew up in a cubicle with no right, you're and never saw anyone. something totally different could come along, and that could be the thing that's perfect. But if you have Neuralink, it might be able to tap into actually project what in your head you imagine some girl's eyes that you knew in the 80s and the hair of this person, and it just makes them. Well, and and I'm assured that um, having to translate that through your mouth, you lose a lot, right? So the second you'll be able to do that right through your thoughts. I'm going to put this out there. I think Joe already has Neuralink implanted. Ooh, and I, like I think that part of having Neuralink is, like, think about how we have ads now. Right? Like they're always like they're pop up. They're always like jammed in somewhere. It would be interesting if you get Neuralink and the fine print that you didn't read says that like every half hour you will inadvertently advertise Neuralink. Like you'll just shoehorn it into a conversation or you know what I mean? It's almost everything that, is happening because would speak to that. If true. you think about it, that's how that's how all advertisers actually want. They Not always want that baked in it. natural. Yeah. And Joe Not is constantly like, I mean, it. what they could do is use Neuralink, you know, like smile for the it's camera. All about that Neuralink come down the pike. And you, you sit here. I thought you had like a real theory about Joe. Well, no. Using Neuralink. Well, he's already got scars on his head. I so equate it's to. Uh, it's a perfect cover. Getting vaccinated wouldn't make you pro vaccination or something like that. Or changes. The same idea, right? Just as a, another example. Uh-huh. If you got the Neuralink, then you sell the Neuralink. If you get the vaccine, you sell the vaccine. Oh, if you I see. drink Coke, you're like, I, I'm just trying to other examples of it. <clears throat> I think there might be a problem with psychedelics and business getting involved. It seems sort of counterintuitive, especially with mushrooms. But business has always been involved. You just don't like big business. Like there's always been a transaction. Rarely have you been given I, a bag of mushrooms for yeah, free. Yeah, okay. I don't think. The well, but everyone could grow their own mushrooms. 
if it had been encouraged from a kid, like it wasn't legal ever, everyone would just have their own mushroom patch or could. It's not, it, it's not rocket science. Like it's way more technical to grow weed than mushrooms. And w- when the corporations get involved and competition, it just, I, I hope it works out for the best, but it seems there, weird. There are good a weird things marriage. and there are bad things. I like the idea of like dosages yes, being yes. right. And, and they have the R&D to get it all right. And uh, yeah, and and then you end up with the best innovations too because you actually have teams who are, but but listen, I get what you're saying. You can Spirit ruin it seems too, natural. You know? You get the good with the bad. You're going to end up with real shitty, but you'll end up with great mushrooms too. So we'll see. No, I mean, we're seeing it with weed, right? Like there's garbage out there and then there's good stuff and you just have to like weed your way through the marketplace. Weed weed your way through the marketplace. Weed your way through. But I I think it's like um, the benefits of marijuana are way more for like pain and the benefits of uh, mushrooms are way more for like mental health and sort of some weird clarity. Like you, have, you guys have microdose in the last three years after you have, haven't you? I microdose fairly often. Yeah, it's yeah. all right. Do you? Nope. It makes a difference. I'm yeah. telling you. We, we got some You're really never going to convince him to do it. No, I definitely will. <laughs> well, well, now that he's When got... it's not done, when it's done properly, and, I will be a fucking participant. And now that your sure. kid's out of the house. What's properly, though? You used to take mushrooms. Uh, yeah. And you yeah. used to buy those off some teenager that you knew. <laughs> um, yep. Yep. Totally. So I just like right now you just don't, what is it that you don't trust about the mushrooms? I know. That we I, get? I think I know what it is. I, just dosages and things like that. Yeah. Cause I got news for I you. I don't think that's it. It's the same dude. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. When you bought it when you were 13. No, it's no, the exact no, same it's, guy. No, uh, yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, gotcha. what I, what Dun- I know what you're saying. What Duncan spoke about, uh, and what I think part of it is for you is for the last 18 years, you've been in parent mode. And a big thing of these things, I, I, there's no way I could do that because people who depend on me, if they had to depend on me and I was screaming at the sky or whatever, it'd be, I would never forgive myself. <laughs> I'm not going to put myself in that position, but you're returning to single Simon sort of. I mean, you married 22 years. Congratulations. But 20. Your your responsibilities are yeah leaving the house. I, I could do mushrooms yeah, for yeah. sure. I think There's you will. No, I don't think you enjoy uh, it. No, listen. No, but I, even then, I, when you're talking, about, talking microdosing, about microdosing, you don't even notice. Well, no, I'm talking about even heroic like, doses. As well. No, okay. I'm not doing mix any it up. Doses. I have no interest. No, like if Simon started taking a fucking point two every morning and afternoon, or morning and night, you would you wouldn't feel, feel anything other than just slightly better. You are you can drive, you can deal with crisis, whatever. You're just in a better mood. I thought it was interesting when Duncan talked about, you know, people stuck in a rut um, need to kill that person to move forward. And that's a scary sort of prospect. Like the, the literal ego death. If, you, if you're making bad decisions and stuff, you have to realize that and then realize that person's going to die. And a lot of people like hoarding mentality don't want to let go. And that might be a payment. I was talking to Matt. If we have a healthcare like this, mental health, like psychologists should be covered, eh? Of course. That's yeah. just as important as yeah. me getting to go to appointment or subsidize at least. And dentists. Well, that's on the table right now. Yeah, he was saying if we get dental like in the next year, then he said the only thing we're missing at that point is mm-hmm. them doing more for mental health. And I think that would be the biggest help for everyone. I have a feeling that if you really wanted to see a psychologist, 
There's we, programs and grants or whatever. Yeah, we shouldn't. Pro- it's probably a conflict of interest with our it's, advertisers. It's, I'd go to BetterHelp. It's one or the other, psychologist or psychi- psychiatrist. One of them is one of them can prescribe. OHIP. One of them can prescribe no, no, no. drugs, and the yeah. other can't. Oh, I, I know. Okay. No, no. I'm saying one of them is covered by OHIP, and the other is not. I just can't remember which the one drugs is are covered yeah, by OHIP. And I would suggest the Canadian government could subsidize your BetterHelp. Whatever. Aversion, desire, ignorance. These are like the impediments to enlightenment for human beings. I have a friend who's a, been practicing Buddhism a little bit more than Duncan. He sort of thinks he's a uh, weekend warrior as a Buddhist. He thinks Duncan is yeah. a weekend warrior. He does an well, ama- he, I think we know who you're talking about. I think we all know who I'm talking about. He does an amazing impression <laughs> of him. Because he's, he talks all the same. Like He's, he's well versed in it. But um, <clears throat> if you could get rid of all your... your uh, resignations resents all these things that's how you get enlightened and that's how you my friend also believes people have astral projected themselves to the pyramids or to anything but only can you do this once you reach enlightenment everything else is just like a roadblock to doing this so they agree there it's interesting though so your friend let's say and duncan believe you can astral project yourself to the pyramids and then there are other people who believe they can do that, um, you know, men who stare at goats. Yeah. Where they, same kind of idea, like they're pretty much astro projecting themselves to another place, mm-hmm. but not through meditation, through whatever. But that the, whatever might end up being a meditation still. Ex- exactly. Just a different, a different view of meditation. I find it semantics. very interesting, you know, it is semantics. What? And what Duncan said and my friend said is, is the whole thing about Buddhism is attacking everything. There, there is no truth or um, finite. Everything can be questioned. And, and, and once you uh, question everything, that's another. These are all ways in enlightenment and all, of course, you use meditation to do these things. Then they all, talk, th- all things are true. All things are true and nothing is true. As I, above, so below. So, so. Uh, then they talked about abortion. Do you guys have a number? Whoa. What did you, what? They talk about abortion. Yeah. And is there a number where you're like, that's too long? Or oh. is, is nine months? I or, you were, or we don't have to talk about it. I thought all. you were asking a different Are question. Are you kidding me? There should be like 600 trimester abortions. This okay. nine-year-old, okay. he sucks. Okay. Let's get yeah, rid of him. Yeah, yeah, Done. Yeah, that's rich. Who, there's some comedian who does that where full-term abortion is 18 years old. Yeah, for sure. Because you can find out if your kid's a dick or not. Yeah. And you're just like, no, we're done. Yeah. We all agree. I we'll, think it's Jay Moore. I think it has to do with like the if you live in a if you live somewhere densely populated, I think it's easier to be for abortion. Whereas I think if you live rural and your neighbors are all like five miles apart, one person thinks there's too many people, and one person thinks yeah. If anytime if you've ever been stuck merrier. in traffic for an hour, you have to be pro abortion. I'm never having kids yet, mm. but 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 that actually we'll get into um, we'll get into that in the next one because that's what the elites want you to think. Um, Here we go, Klaus Schwab. The Clinton body, the Clinton Hillary Clinton body count is funny. Yeah, or, or, well, or, it's do, funny if you haven't been suicided by do you, them. Do you think it's a conspiracy theory? I mean, how do, how is it conspiracy when like it just can't be? If it was five people, you could be like, okay, this is. But like once, I don't know, what's the threshold of people that have killed themselves so, or die mysteriously? Where if you have nothing to, less, we'll say it's fishy. 
25, it's not funny anymore. That's how it goes. Anything That's your number? 25 okay. is funny, and then... Um, but conspiracy theory has now become a bad word. Or for me, the evolution, conspiracy theory used to just be fun, and now it, like, discredits you, or you get late. Like, it's almost like um, conspiracy theorist is an ad hominem attack, like racist or sexist or whatever. You have nothing else to say, so you say that. Would you agree it's pejorative? I Yes and no. I don't know. Like, again, if I say you sound like a conspiracy theorist, I mean a specific, like, if you can't go to a dinner party without bringing up multiple conspiracies, then, yeah, I'm saying it in the pejorative. But, like, if you once in a while are like, man, this is fucking, don't you find this weird? You know what I mean? There's But everything changes if every conspiracy they espouse to becomes true but okay and then you're just asleep hold on it's more likely that it's somewhere in the middle isn't it oh yeah i mean there's gonna be coincidences along the way i'm just saying there's no way like if you sat down with a conspiracy theorist there's no way that he's banging a hundred out of a hundred i'd like to i'd like to sit down with more and just find out if they're all the same like it's it's QAnon, flat earth like is there is there a through line or is there's just like um well, they talk about in politics, either you got to be Republican or Democrat. No, of course they're. I don't think you have to meet with people to tell you that, Kamara. I think that's I don't have to do anything. Like, I, I would like to know. There are own. different. First of all, everybody has that line in the sand, right? Like, I believe, I believe, I believe, and then I don't believe anymore. Mm-hmm. And that line varies for everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I don't I, know what your line is. I, I don't I don't know anything. Anymore. Flat Earth that used to be like the line in the sand. Yes, you know what I mean. But like your but that's, Buddhist, that's, that's before like I got information. That's before I got information. Said, we don't fucking know anything. Well, he's pretty sure it's not flat. Oh, so wait a second. Yeah. He thinks that we don't know anything, but he knows that the Earth isn't flat. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's indoctrination. As I said, always seeing a globe. But you'd think they'd be half and half because some of the globes you saw were flat on a wall. <laughs> if you never saw a globe, it'd be a lot easier. They to shouldn't call it flat Earth. They should call it Map Earth. Map Earth. Map Earth versus you know whatever. Globe Earth. Globe Earth. Yeah, Globe Earth. Exactly. Do you guys think debate has lost its value and people are like more afraid of listening to other ideas? For sure. Yeah. They, they commented that the forefathers like a debate. We're having a debate, and I was like, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to debate this. Oh, I wasn't <sighs> talking like from our forefathers. I just think in the last couple of years, it's become like that. It just too many feelings have got involved, and we have forgotten that our similar similarities outweigh any ideas we possibly could have. Our similar similarities as we all need oxygen we all need like we're all here for a finite period of time as was joe said they'll be nice there's no way someone can quantify that life is better if they're a dick yeah you always i I, i'm pretty sure i'm always trying to be nice like to anybody i give spare change to homeless people i'm not trying to virtual sing or whatever but I try to smile at every single person i see and wish no ill will to them and i mean really if you're having a good time you probably don't have a ton of time to be a dick because you're having such a good time. Unfortunately, there's got to be some dicks out there that are having a good time and sort of perpetuate. Uh, uh, let Don- l- Donald Trump. Unless they have a good time being a dick. And then, you know. No, but he's right. There's like, I, you know, look at Dave Portnoy. He looks like he's just out there having the best time ever. But you're right. Then I look at Donald Trump and I'm like, 
this guy could be having the best time ever, but chooses to be out there being an asshole. Or is betrayed. It would just... No, like, I think... Like, no, no. No, you're saying there's no way Dave's an asshole? Yeah. I'll put he it to you this way. He only shows what we want him to see? No, no, no. no. Like, yeah. listen, Dave Portnoy... I, mean, I love him. Dave Portnoy is the age now that Donald Trump was during the Central Park Five. There's no reason that a billionaire real estate guy should be like pushing for the DA of New York to fry five black kids that they have no proof did anything who are all proven innocent for the record. Why would Donald Trump do that? And that's just like a, that's like a small piece of his dick. I'll just throw it out there. I'm not defending. He maybe had bad information. Either way. Uh, My point is just like, I'd rather focus on the shitty things he does now. Fine, I'm then, just saying there's a know. long list of it's not like he just became an asshole. This guy's been a dick forever. Yeah, it's his thing. He made a whole television show based on it. My point is this. If either of you were worth north of a billion dollars, um, I don't know. What would you be doing with your time? I wouldn't be on Twitter or anything. I would just be on an island somewhere, you know? That's what I mean. If you're if you're having a good time, I just don't think you have like the bandwidth in your day to if you're like being shitty to other people, it's because there's a part of you that is missing something, you know? And I'm not saying that I'm not shitty to other people. Like you I'm, are, I'm you? missing all sorts of things. I'm saying like, if you you're truly nice, happy, don't you? I do. Yeah. I mean, I believe in karma a lot, you know? So the idea of being shitty to people well, just that, seems like it'll come back and bite you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to no way. to bring this back up, but that was what my one friend said who he's totally uh, pro-choice, but he's like, at the same time, I believe in karma, and I do not know if, if that means something. <clears throat> like you're bringing it back to Roe versus Wade now? If someone chooses to have an abortion, maybe that brings bad karma on them. Or maybe. I, I don't yeah, know. Who he, knows? He, but he was saying... I, I'm not telling anyone what to do. The same as no one is telling anyone what to do. I don't. You want could to also to say if you step on an anthill, that's terrible mm-hmm. karma. On mm-hmm. that, he, on that same note, I've right? watched him stop painting to move some ants to. Like I, I, I kill bugs indiscriminately, always. Someone who really does it the other way just. I invented a new item to kill bugs this weekend. <laughs> it's called the fly slaughter. And there, have you have you ever no, trademark that? Yeah, yeah, trademark TM. It's my slipper. Have you ever have you, <laughs> have you ever heard that? Uh, like, obviously, it makes sense that whoever created this would put the the majority of in the embodiment of themselves, and the most things on the planet is insects. God is an insect. Who knows what it is? Why, if you're God, why would you make your people able to be stepped on and shit by a lesser species? That seems weird. Maybe he fucked up and thinks that they're way bigger. Anyways, the point being is, if that was true, you get to heaven and the insects are like, "You're out of here, bud." Unless you didn't kill anyone. Or you just get into heaven and you just step in on ants all Give over. Give me the There's raid. an ant at the door? Well, <laughs> look who's here. You've been busy. Well, uh, it's kind of that uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, it's mouse. It's the mice, and they are running the computer program. And then, you know, if you ended up in front of those mice, you better hope you had been nice to mice. Yeah. Uh, okay, there's a lot more here. I think I'll wrap some of it up in the uh, post show. 
but um, the Animal Kingdom is far more savage than any all your school shootings put together. I mean, it's different. It's for survival, but all the violence that we are scared of has nothing to compare with. You know, like a fox comes in and kills a family of mice daily. Right? Yeah. Just okay. savagery. Fine. I don't like that you brought the school shootings into it, but. Uh, sorry. Uh, there was a bar shooting in South Africa. 50 people. Like, the world's a horrible place. The animal kingdom's much more horrible, but it's in a different way. I think you'd feel differently if you were like a man went into a bar in South Africa and shot 10 people to feed his family. You'd, I mean, it's still weird as fuck, but. I think I think we I think it was violent. I just think it's weird to compare the two things. I understand, and that's why as it came out of my mouth, I was like, "This is not a good example." But it, <laughs> still it, said it. The Animal <laughs> Kingdom is the, so savage; it's just off the charts to what we think is violence. Uh, if we disappear, if we disappear, do all the houses eventually get inhabited, or are they just locked? Because they talked about this as we've talked about this. How long before everything goes away? Uh, how your pyramids still stay around. Do you think houses would get overrun with animals? Houses will get overrun. Yeah, I mean, for a while, they'll use them as homes until they collapse. It depends then, how, how fast we disappear and who left the window Like, open. those houses are going to disappear. Well, how, and In how hundreds long? of years. Yeah, what do you mean? After and, a certain amount of time, unless it's made of stone, it's going to disappear. Okay, but that's like a lot of time, right? Like your home isn't just going to disintegrate in fifty years. There's a lot of homes not, in Ottawa that have been not, around for not like, fifty years. No, no, yeah, yeah hundreds. I, I would think, yeah, maybe thousands. Like there's a lot of brick homes in Ottawa that those will last. Sure. The point is, the only things that would be less left would be giant stone structures, steel. No, I think steel would go away too. But Rust? I'm not positive about that. And why would it go away? I think it fucking disintegrates. Leaky roof. You think steel disintegrates after a certain amount of time? Yeah. Interesting. Not stainless what steel. time? What kind of time do you think it takes for steel to disintegrate? I'm not a um, scientist. Oh, I'm well if, aware of if that. If I had to take a guess, I would say like uh, it depends on its uh, exposure to the elements, oxidization, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I just let's see, maybe seven hundred years. Hmm. No, it would be even less than that. Duncan brought up anyways the movie The Iceman, and told Joe what he thought it was about, and it's not about that. And Joe just went in on it. I thought it was Encino, man. No, no. That's this, a different movie. This is Iceman, oh. which I went and saw the theater as a kid. And I thought you it was, did? Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I don't think I ever saw it. It's an ice, uh, uh, um, a caveman or whatever is trapped in an ice block. They're in, a, in Antarctica or someplace, and they extract it. And they have all these machines, and they thaw him out and, re- and revive him. Yeah, it sounds he, like Encino, man. And he freaks out and jumps off a cliff chasing a helicopter that he thinks is a, a sky bird. But it's, it, I thought it was really cool. The way Joe shits on it, I was really upset with Joe. You were really upset with Joe over that. But Duncan told him that at one point the Iceman falls in love with a girl. and like, That doesn't happen. It's, it any, doesn't happen. No, anyways. I thought Joe was reading the premise of the movie. No, he was just going on hearsay mm. from uh, Trussell. Okay. The Americans need a Goldilocks party. Go on. Just right. A little bit, a little bit of everything, because that 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 that's sort of the problem with this tribalism. At least we have the the guys of three parties here, mm. and or four, if you consider the Green Party, mm. which is the best party. If Save the Planet's the best, but in America they're stuck with you're either Republican or Democrat, and everyone's a little bit of each. 
And but they, they when push comes to shove, they have to choose a side. So if they had a third party, I'd call it the Goldilock party because everything's just right. But it wouldn't be just right. It would be well, just right for some just people. right doesn't exist, but it's it's their only way out. I think it's a great idea and a stupid name. And animal control is a weird sort of thing. Animal control is a weird. Sort we of love thing. the planet, but we have to kill some animals so we uh-huh, don't get uh-huh. killed. But it's but or if we don't call these, they'll overrun us. And yeah, I mean, we are the problem. We are the problem. Or but we're supposed to kill them and eat them. That's my biggest I guess, concern. Right? Come like, out, is saying stop eating meat. Just as much as Heebie those jeebie. animals are supposed to kill each other, yep. we're supposed to kill them. I guess we're just not supposed to like breed them and kill them a million at a time, you know? So wouldn't you agree then that the elitists are just trying to call our population, Kamar, because we've been a little out of control? I didn't think about the elitists till I heard elitists talk about the elitists. But I thought... That was like you're the third person. That's the I thought episode. of something Why great. Why I'm an elitist? No, Mark is. No. I thought of something great, and they it may be something they touch on in the next episode, but... um. If we're trying to get people to eat less meat, mm-hmm. or well, we still want people to eat meat, but we don't want to have to kill as many animals. We want to be able to eat meat where the animals are treated ethically, right? So you have to, you can't have as many of them at, at a time if they're free range, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Um, all fast food should be like some genetic meat, some lab meat. When you go to McDonald's, I never think to myself, oh, that burger tastes so beefy and juicy. Like, I just like that it tastes like a McDonald's burger. I don't know if that's because it's beef taste. Do you know what I'm saying? No, the meat's like gray. It's not even close to meat. All of the meats, unless you're going to like a good burger place. Yeah, five guys. All of those meats could be... It, when you go to Popeyes or to KFC, that could be some synthetic chicken. What It might as well be synthetic chicken. You know what I'm saying, Maddie? Yeah. I think you're saying we should stop eating meat to save the planet and not worry about not eating meat. No, I'm saying the people who want to eat real meat, we want that meat to be not fucking mass produce cattle on top of cattle on top of cattle. In order for that to happen, there can't be so much meat being. So there has to be some concession being made. Make that on the fast food end. Like I... I'm telling you, they could make that burger out of something else. But as long as it's not mandated. As long as it gets to the point where, look, you can only eat this much meat oh my a year. God. I'm coming up. Yeah, sure. Because that's, that's a through line of this whole thing. Is the Klaus Schwab leadership. And I was thinking as they were talking, as long as to, to make the world a better place, you have to do it with violence in your back pocket. It's illegitimate. Would you agree with that? And we all live in that system. That at the end of the day, I mean, you're assuming that yeah, but you left just... on our own, we're gonna do the right thing, and I'm not sure that's the case. You will, or not you, I will, and you will. But like, yeah, there but, are people who won't. But Kamar, you also talk about how like violence is human nature, so I don't understand how you expect to live outside of that. But to to implement ideas and go in this direction, first of all, I so, find so at it... some point you just have to agree, or else. Can I say this? I find it wildly, like the irony is so thick that Joe constantly brings up this, you will own nothing and be happy. You are sponsored $100 million by Spotify. Their whole business model is don't buy music, rent it from us. 
Joe's podcast used to be available on Apple for free to everyone. You could download it so that you could listen to it without an internet connection. You can't do that with Spotify. You have to pay the $10 a month if you want to download Joe's episode. Otherwise, you have that. No, I can download Joe's episode. Not right there. Okay, either way. Either way, it doesn't matter. The point is, it's it's exactly this business model. Guess what? Don't don't buy your music. Rent it from us. But what's weird is they say no one will own anything and be happy, but someone's got to own stuff. And who decides who that is? Who says that? Well, he played the clip. You didn't hear it? I don't know what you're talking the about. The Klaus Sch- Schwab clip where he says you'll own nothing and you'll be happy oh, in 2030 yeah, gotcha, or whatever. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But still, someone's got to own everything. Even if you, even if you rent it, I think it comes up with Brian. They bring it back up with Brian, but it's like that is sort of getting there now with the, the car share businesses and Airbnb, like everything's starting to become this single use and then move on. But who owns and who decides who owns? I mean, listen, car sharing is a fine idea. I think so. Like the f- idea of like there just being a hundred or fifty thousand Teslas around that whenever you need one, you can just hop in, put it, your card in. It's a great idea, and trust me, the founder of that company is fucking made a billion dollars. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, you know, we sit here and we to bitch like point, to the elitist, like, oh, it's you will own nothing and be happy. Like, yeah, there's certain things where, like, listen, I. I said this a couple of weeks ago, not being able to own a home is like a, a blight on society. I think everyone should be able to afford a house. It should be like it was in the 50s. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be like you. there's no city in North America that you can live in now and make minimum wage. Instead of a student loan, you should get a home loan from the government. And it, that's probably going to work out because even if you default, the government gets the house, sells it. It seems like a, a, a no failure. But you may have to get a house in Equalit. Your, your starter home where you come out in the lottery. The same way you can get a student loan, you can get like a government mortgage loan. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's the most social thing I've ever said. The problem though is then like a, we end up in the same place because everyone everyone will buy a home, sit on it, you know, live in it for 10, 15 years, fix it up, and then they'll want to sell it for five times what they bought it for. Because that's how we ended up here. Everyone bought their, like our parents bought their homes in the 80s for like, However much money. Free market, man. You do it differently, and you're bringing in those regulations that you're fighting against, that you rail against. Revolution. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it, was, it was four hours, and there's a lot more I could do, but uh, there's uh, actually a lot of crossover with the Brian episode. With the Brian episode. Mm-hmm. With mm. the Brian episode. They did mushrooms in this episode, I take it? Or uh, no? I think they are just drunk and stoned. Yeah, okay. But they looked hilarious. I mean, Duncan Joe looked better. Duncan had to go walk, like do family stuff uh, after, yeah, so, so it, probably it, it not. seemed You're like right. he was like trying to keep it. I mean, I think that's where they're at now. You know what I mean? It's well, not Joe. Joe just does mushrooms whenever. I'm sure yeah, they'll I... have a fucked up one in the future. It's just well, yeah, he. Li- it sounds like he lives there now. Yeah, Duncan has young kids. Like I get it. You can't just I be definitely doing changed mushrooms him in the middle. Definitely of the changed day. him. He's more responsible. Yeah, yeah. Rate it. Uh, I give it a four and a half. I'll give it a four. I give it a four, but I don't think Duncan should come up as much as he does. Oh, in closing, we forgot to mention Duncan said one of the funniest things ever where he's like, he's like, we take like hieroglyphs as like these like insane things that mean the world. And it could just be some dickhead back then just drawing fucking Buffalo on the wall. I thought that was berserker. Exactly. Or no, just any, like I was thinking about the amount of times I've written my name in fresh cement and like, you know, 2000 years from now, someone could be like, oh, 
who was Matt? Was he a king, a god amongst yep. men? You know what I mean? No. Reminds me of Obey. And it might not even be that. It may be like years and years later, you find this, you know, rundown thing and do graffiti on it. You, you know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? We have no idea what the time frame even was. Anyways. No, that's a good point. You could go find a ruin. This and is what etch I, your name in the stone, Well, this Matt. is exactly what happened in Egypt, Matt. And yeah. then they, so some guy goes in and he writes, uh, Corfu was an asshole. Yeah. And then they find only Corfu and they say, oh, Corfu built that temple. No, somebody built that temple thousands of years ago. And he wasn't even saying it was Corfu's temple. He was saying Corfu was an asshole, you know? Well, even something like Gobekli Tempe. Gobekli Tempe. <laughs> yeah. I knew Kumar would like that. Um, something like that. Like you could... Me and you could be, you know, 3,000, 5,000 years ago, you and I are just walking through the desert in Turkey, and we find, uh, oh, this is a cool-looking ruin, and we just sit down, we have a fire, we make it our place for the night, and then we move on. And then 10,000 years later, someone's, like, carbon dating something, and they're like, well, we found a... Oh, they found the fire. We found right. wood yeah. and fire, yep. you know what I mean? And yep. it's like, oh, those guys were just passing through, and they just happened to make Dude, camp where it was, crazy, like, the most... Yeah. Right. You never know. Yeah, there could be one tiny pillar that we sat on to have our lunch that was just poking out of the sand. That's what I'm saying. That's it's, how they found Gobekli Tepe. That's what I'm saying. They had to dig deep. And this is what I'm saying. You and I could have just been like, oh, a perfect couple of rocks to make our camp for the oh, night. Oh, yeah. Carbon dating is a, is it's the best we have. Yeah. But it's not a very accurate way to do it. And no, that's you're why... you're just taking samples from the surrounding why, yeah, area and doing your best to... Just like everything else, it's an assumption that humans make. I find we do that a lot in our sciences. These assumptions that we've decided are laws instead of theories and but that's why and i know this is a theory um that's why when i think about the pyramids i'm like we don't know for certain that they weren't just like expert at concrete you know what i mean like they, they could have made the blocks like in place yeah that's one of the theories i know it is and yeah. that's what i'm saying is and then just given the amount of time since they made them it they seem like stone no, no, you know that, what I mean? Because we don't have any sort of proof. Like we haven't been making concrete now for. Well, they know that some of the stones are not like that because they sure, sure, know sure, what kind I... of stone it is. Okay, like... fine, but I'm just saying. There's, you know, just you know, you play that out in a million different ways, and no, one of the theories of the pyramids. I don't know if it's like a recognized theory, but is that there was this like weird stone concrete thing they had invented, and they were building them all using like molds. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I don't think that's how it was done. But no, I, and fair I enough. I don't care either way. I'm just, my point is simply that, you know, if it, given 10,000 years, like we don't know how good. No, we're, we're already know that like, so now we can see, um, the bottom stones are of like, um, wherever some ancient ruin are different than the top stones, you know, yeah, the they construction were like nearby, right? Well, the bottom ones are much bigger, um, way harder to move than the top stones would have been. It's because those bottom stones would have been the only thing left when a temple was destroyed, let's say, and then they would have come the next generation and built on top of that using the the bottom stones that they couldn't move because they had no idea how to move them. Had they known how to move them, maybe we wouldn't even be having this conversation because they'd want to get rid of anything from the old civilization Either way, it goes back to my initial point, which was just that, like, the carbon dating thing, like I said, you and I could just be two, yeah. two nomads roaming. We light a fire at what is Gobekli Tepe, not knowing yeah. 
jack shit. Then they find like a spearhead. You know what I mean? Because we have spears to keep ourselves safe. And then they they carbon date that spearhead and go, oh, well, there had to have been. Hell, Matt, you could be carrying around an ancient tomahawk in your bag and it falls out at, at that spot and go blackly tepe. And then, then they think it's even older. than. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, That's what I'm saying. It's so dumb. We don't know anything. We don't know anything. Well, we know a bit. No, we, we, we hardly know, know we, anything. All we know is that we don't know nothing. We don't even know the things that we don't know. Oh, that was deep. My point is we do know stuff. It's constantly changing, obviously, because we're always revising. Well, and that's why you can't get married to any ideas, and that's why even things that are written in textbooks should be easily changed. And hopefully now that everything is digital like this, there won't be so many, like... Because sometimes that's just it, you know, is it's yeah, too expensive to change something. I think you're forgetting, like, as much as we find the world digital now, I don't think schools, like, schools move real slow. They're, they'll get there. Like, private schools move quickly, but public schools, they don't have the funding to, I don't think public schools are digital. Like, I think they still have shitty textbooks. I just don't, fine, they're not now, in 10 years they will be, you know? Yeah, they should. At the rate things are moving. I mean, every desk should just be made by Apple, not Apple, but you know what I mean? It should just be an iPad, a giant iPad, and then all the... It should be. That's a great idea, Matt. The iDesk. Just get rid of books altogether. Well, I'm just saying, like Simon said, then you can update, like, oh, you know what? We just found out, because like Simon said, you could read an old encyclopedia and be like, oh my God, all of this is wrong. Not all, but you could read a whole section where you're like, this entire shit has been disproven in the last 10 years. But because you have an encyclopedia. it's Encyclopedias go out of date real quickly nowadays. I was going to say, though. Um, and remember how much they used to cost? Like, I remember my mom, like, spent, like, tons of money we didn't have. Like, when I was young, and my mom had just, my mom and dad got divorced. And we didn't have a lot of money. And she spent, like, a lot of money on these encyclopedias. encyclopedias yeah. Um, but we lost uh, internet this weekend. All across Ooh, Canada, no Rogers, right? There oh, I'm on no Bell, Rod- so I'm good, Well, I'm yeah. just saying, there was no Rogers for a day, and that just goes to show you, no, we want to print things in paper, man. Going all digital like this... It's a and problem, yeah. Re- depending so much on this thing that somebody else has a switch to, fuck that. I'm full paper all the time. I got to pee real bad, so... Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. We're going to pay a bill, and keep we'll Keep your be, eyes open. We'll oh, be no. right back. That's next one. We're back. Thank you so much, most likely to BetterHelp. If they did sponsor us, there will be a link in the description. If they didn't, maybe go back to another episode, get that link, go get yourself some help. That's better. We all need it. 1840, Mark Andreessen. I believe he's our third billionaire to grace the show. He's a billionaire? Oh, yeah. he's a He owns a venture he, capital he invented- firm. The, the web browser. Yeah. How much you guys think he's worth, though? What kind of billionaire do you think he is? Did you check, Kermar? Of course I did. What did we do in here? <clears throat> so we know he's a multi-billionaire. I'm going to say he's worth, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, six million. Six point five, six point four billion. Twelve billion. One point six. What oh. loser. He's an underachieving billionaire. Loser. Exactly. Totally. Um, oh, my God. He could lose that in two seconds. Man. Just not One trip to the, to the stars. casino. I don't know. He seems like a really practical, risk-adverse person. Now that I know he's so uber-rich, it totally changes the whole episode How did you not? Because Joe was... at the end was like... 
So do you want to like write some rules on how people should function and stuff? And this guy's like, yeah, maybe I'll do that one day. I'm like, why? Who even cares about this guy? Why would we listen to his? He's a billionaire. But he, he, he don't think anyone who invented something that everyone uses on computers would come out with a couple bucks. It'd be it'd be more interesting if he was sort of scraping by. I wish Joe like an NBA st- star that squandered it. I wish Joe had asked him what were some of the companies they had invested in. You know, he said he only invests in companies that pay out over like 15 years Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, I think now his big thing is crypto, though, isn't it? He said at the end, though, he doesn't ever tell anyone what to buy. Well, that's at least one thing I appreciated. I wasn't asking him to tell me what to buy. I want to know what they had already bought. Well, I would assume that if you looked at the S&P 500, it's probably a lot of those companies. Just the road of his success. Like he also said, he invested companies with 10-year, 15-year plans. Like we were saying is how you have to do it if you really want to be. There's no short-term investing. Well, there is, but it's not effective, I don't think. It's just crazy, though, that we That's live in a world we now. It's just crazy that we live in a world where, like, now the business model is we're going to have to lose a shitload of money for 10 years in hopes of turning a profit, a large profit, for the foreseeable future after that. I guess if the thing that you're doing has, like, uh, value to society then it's worth it. You know what I mean? If it ends up just being like, you know, you're making a fucking, uh, another porn site or whatever, then yeah, no, you probably can't afford to lose money year after year. I I don't know. I'm just, that's how you get these venture capitalists to. And there's always a quibby. There's always a quibby. No, that's where you're wrong. There's always 50 quibbies. So even better. It's, It's a lot of these venture capital guys, they're, their goal is to hit one. They'll all tell you the same thing. Yeah, I have 19 losers for every one winner. But the one winner pays for every loser 15 times over. And it's probably even more, you know what I mean? It's like 100, 1,000 losers for every... But you just need that one. You just need that one that's not a Quibi. What's an opposite of Quibi, you know? An Amazon. But Amazon's hilarious because, like... He's such an amazing salesman, uh, Lex Luthor there, that he convinced all... They lost money forever. That's what I just said. For years and years and years. And he somehow convinced all those people, like the big money people who were invested, stick with me, stick with me. You'll see, you'll see, you'll see. If you're a money guy and, you know, you have a lot of money tied up in that and it's like year 12 and you're still not making a profit... (sighs) You have to have a lot of faith in fucking Bezos. Yeah, but think about it. Imagine if you were an initial million-dollar investor. And like you said, you were comfortable leaving that million out there for 25 years. Well, now you're now a you're billionaire. But this is just it. And a lot of people, I'm sure, were like, no, I you know, I can't do that. You, I feel like you have to have inside information at that point. Like Bezos has to have like said you know look i own the government and there's gonna be nobody to stop me i don't it's not it's not so much that like to me like he's saying it's it's usually venture capitalists so they're spreading it out across 50 businesses that's not what fucks me up what fucks me up is when someone has the capability of looking at something that's already gone up over 10 years like exponentially and then being like this thing's going to continue to go up like if you bought tesla at 400 to me, that's like like if you invested a million dollars in so that's Tesla. That's expensive for a car stock in general. 
it's insane. It's so if you had the balls to invest a ton of money in Tesla at 400 and then watch it go to a thousand, like that's crazier to me than being an initial investor in Tesla. I mean, is it though? Because like once it's at 400, let's say just let's take Tesla. Like you either say, okay, I'm going to invest some money in it knowing that it's going to grow or like, do you think Tesla is going to fail? Do you know what I'm saying? Okay, fine. Let's not like use Tesla. What fail. about GameStop? Like, if you bought GameStop, if you put a million dollars in GameStop when it was at two hundred or a hundred and twenty dollars, how yeah. about that? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that's crazier than initially investing in GameStop. Yes. Well, that one was crazy, but that's like such. But my a point weird is, situation. like he said, Tesla at four hundred is still wildly overvalued. Like Apple, let's say. Yeah. Today. Mm-hmm. If you took a million dollars and invested in an Apple today, mm-hmm. 10 years from now, you'll make a nice chunk of change. You know what I'm saying? Can't guarantee that. You can't, but chances are like, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, that's Apple's probably going to continue to rise yeah. and stuff. And that's how people were looking at, um, not GameStop, but how people were looking at. Yeah, but the uh, difference is like Apple, the thing about Apple is if you invested a million today and your plan was to pull it out in 10 years, you're not expecting it to double. Are you? I mean, I don't know. I guess if Apple comes up with like, what was that? Um, the iDesk, you know what I mean? And it's just some revolutionary. I guess. Uh, yeah. But I mean, unless I heard that, like, I'm just saying, unless you had like some insight into them having that technology coming down the pike, I just don't think, I don't know. Like I'm saying, these venture capital guys are looking for like a 50 X investment. 100, 400, 4,000. Yeah, they're looking for like an Uber. Yeah, a ring, a whatever the fuck. That's why fucking Shark Tank is the most brilliant goddamn show in the world because those people just sit there and have people bring them fucking ways to make millions of dollars, you know? It's sort of like American Idol the same way. You sit there and just get all these people artists and you find artists and then you can make money off of them. They sign those artists on American Idol mm-hmm. or American Idol signs them. American Idol signs them. And well, I, I, I do not know the, the specifics of that. Like but can Simon Cowell go and just sign somebody off that show for his own roster rather than have a look for the talent or the next thing, have it come to you. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it's pretty brilliant combining it into like uh but I guess that's kind of how it works anyways, right? If you're like a big venture capitalist, you're probably having people come to you, pitching you ideas that you can invest in. Like you watch that Uber show. That's how it worked. Like Uber I'm went not, to I'm that guy. That. Oh, you didn't? Okay. I think summertime has really curtailed my uh, viewing. But did you guys think Atari came from like Japan or something? I thought it did, yeah. It did, did not. it not? He said in this, it came from some guy in Silicon Valley who made Pong, one arcade, one of one arcade Yeah, game. that was a crazy uh, proof of concept was, and, they, <laughs> and they thought it was broken and it got so stuffed with quarters. Because it was like, I, there was a time when they said, I wonder if people will play video games. And now like a Blizzard or eSports, like they're huge. Yeah. Yeah, I like game. how Joe was talking about that Dragon Slayer game. You could, I, yeah. knew, I, knew. I don't know if you ever were I you old it, yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was like, yeah. And if you do the right move, I don't know what fucking right move he was talking about. <laughs> I fed thousands of dollars oh, yeah. into was, that oh, game just a loser, just to lose. It, it was every at time. least a dollar a play. It, it was, was never a quarter. It was unwinnable. 
The weird thing to me, though, is wasn't pinball big before that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's not that big a stretch, like pinball to a... Pinball existed, video games didn't. It's not that big a stretch to say, I wonder if this will catch up. Right, it didn't just come out of thin air. That's what I'm saying, is like, because I was thinking about it for a sec, like, oh my God, that's true. Like, there was just a time before video games and arcades, but then I thought, wait a minute, no, there were arcades because they had And before pinball, pinball there was... Um, Whack-a-mole and those sort of... Ski-ball. Ball. Ski-ball. Ski-ball. Ski-ball? I think it's Ski-ball. S-K-E-E-ball. I thought it was Ski-ball. Either way. I think people know what we're talking about. Oh, well, maybe it's ski ball. I don't What's know. that Japanese one with the ball bearings? The ball bearings. Yeah. Oh, uh, plinko or kinko? That one. Yeah, there, it's where not. It, it's yeah. not plinko. What the fuck is it? It's something called? like that, though. Yeah. Planko or palanko. Palanko. No, I don't. Think it's like it's a cross between like a marble game and a pinball game. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta like shoot the marble. I'm gonna yeah. get my phone because I'm sure it's charged now, and then I can look things up. Oh, who cares? I care. Did you you guys, never actually. Do you guys love up. pinball? I love pinball. You do, eh? I was a. I'm really good at pinball. You're really good whoa, at pinball. whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, I'm really good we at pinball. In the company of greatness. I won. Uh, what did you win? Well, like we had a staff thing at the last place I worked at, where the, all the staff went to Targ and they had like prizes for whoever got the highest. And I won. Humble what game were you playing? You had to play five different pinball games, and, and it was your won. combined score on all of them. Do I have any proof of this? Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather play Call of Duty or a pinball game? Uh, well, it depends. Mm. What? Really? Yeah, it lied to us. Yeah, really? Why? Like, if it will, like for example, last night I had no one to play with. So I played a few rounds alone. It fucking sucked. I nearly put the controller through the TV. And so I. Oh, quit. you won't play with strangers? I was playing with strangers, and but it there's fucking no sucked. one in the Simon, world. Simon, I swear to fucking Christ, if I see you fuck with this goddamn mic again. There goes our ad money. It's it's not moving. It doesn't move. It's you that moves it. Hey, Simon, I think you're doing a great job. Okay, I want you to look where this thing is. Stop touching Look at the angle. Yeah. What do you got? Like an obtuse, kind of like yourself, an obtuse angle. You see it there? I see it, yeah. Okay, take a look at that, and you tell me if that's moving. Um, Sorry, what was I looking up? How dense concrete is. Skeetball. Yes. Anyways, the first hour, he talks about Pong. It really breaks down the evolution of computers, how we got to here, and then lands on AI. And I feel like he was convinced it's way further off. Skeetball. The, um, it is way further off. No team at how, uh, yeah. Skynet, say. How can we possibly create something we don't understand? You cannot. It's impossible. X Factor. This is what he was leaving out of this conversation. All of what he was saying was absolutely true, governing the rules of man. What if those rules don't apply anymore? Then anything is possible. Yeah, he's saying, though, consciousness, like as far as creating, I'm not saying that like this Google thing isn't sentient or whatever. I, I, that's a totally different argument. But the idea of like, could we create like a digital consciousness? The answer is definitively right now, no, of course not. We don't understand our own consciousness. Uh, this is what I'm saying. Yes, by that reasoning, we don't understand our own consciousness, so we can't duplicate it. But if we somehow, an alien comes down and teaches us how to use it, that's the part he is leaving out. Hold on, hold on, hold factor. on. Okay, you can say X factor if you want, but the one you just used is the most obscene fucking. This guy's leaving out the odds of an alien coming Hold down and second. explaining our we consciousness now, to us. We're now pretty sure that we're seeing UFOs out there. Yeah. 
what's to stop the next step from being that something comes out of that UFO? If something comes out of that UFO, it potentially can talk. What if it's an all-knowing being and consciousness is its game, you know? I think with Dude, this- I just, like... Yeah, listen, I just love that you think that, like, an alien's gonna land and the first, its first... Even even anything on its list is, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to explain consciousness to these guys because that's my game. I fly planet to planet, galaxy to galaxy, and I go, hey, what are you all about? You know what? Stop right there. I'm going to Darren Brown you. This is what you're all about. May, maybe the civilization of aliens that comes here is one that wants to help us for some reason. I don't know why. And they're like, we got to get this number one uh, type planet to a number two type planet because we got work to do out there. You know what I mean? I like these guys. I like the cut of their jib. And if I could just get them to be able to travel interstellarly, we could really have some fun out there. Like I just, we know so little about anything. We're sitting yeah, here okay, sure. like listening to guys who are claiming to be the top of their field, which very well may be the case. And that field it's such a weird flex though what you're saying. You're being like, this fucking guy comes on using the laws that we know and the stuff that's on this planet and is saying things definitively using those laws and the things we have. And what he's not doing is leaving out the idea that there's everything out there possible in the cosmos. Is that what you're saying? I mean, uh, kind of. Well, okay, we can't do anything living in that world though. Well, we can. We can just be less closed-minded. Because maybe, maybe saying these definites is not a good idea. No. What did he a- say? Def- what did AI he say? Definitively? can never become let's sentient. Let's go back. Let's, no. Let's go because back to AI is the alien. I just one second. I'm a a guy. I know exactly how AI gets built, and I'm telling you, one thousand percent, that can't happen. Well, you know what, Matt? He may be that guy, and he may have all that information on a computer, and all of a sudden gets struck by lightning, and the next thing you know, you have like a Frankenstein monster. Like who? I know, but like yes, no. And you no. know, but like what? You just said your two fucking what ifs, where an alien comes down and explains our consciousness, or we make a we make a fucking AI that gets struck by lightning. My example could have been. Anything is the point because who fucking knows? I brought up basketball cards earlier, and you looked at me like I was the. They fucking... just had nothing to do with the conversation. Yeah, neither does a fucking does a computer uh, being struck you're, by you're, lightning. You're, you're, you're missing the, weeds, the point. Boys. You're, you're missing the, weeds. the point. You're, po- you're caught in the weeds. You're getting stuck on the rules that you know to be true, and all I'm saying is I know those rules too, Matt, and I follow them. I follow them, but I don't know if they're true or not. I just don't. I don't. So I, I don't get do it. You. So an expert in this field said to you that right now I don't see it being possible and you have a problem with that. No, I think he's probably right. I think the only thing he wasn't taking into account was the things he doesn't know. He knows a lot. Yeah, guess what, Simon? That's how human beings work. You take into account the things that you know. Well, I just wouldn't be making any definite statements is all I'm saying. But I think So you could be a woman right now. I mean, I guess I could. Mm-hmm. I guess I could. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Something could happen. I could get hit by lightning and my penis could fall what off. Is with I bet lightning? You have a hairy what is going I mean, on that right now? Absolutely could happen. What do you mean? I'm just, it's such like it's a weird event, is all I'm saying. Something could happen. It doesn't have to be struck by lightning. I could fall into a vat of acid and become like a superhero or something. I don't know. Okay, let's try to get back into what I thought he was saying. Yes, I, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm sorry. You're yes. right. This is a very interesting episode. Is uh, he was saying 
in the event that sentience in AI is possible, in the beginning, there would have to be a value system, the rules of engagement to create it. And he was saying, and it would have to be based on religion and everything is a religion, but who's decide which rules we take. And the most interesting thing is our shortcomings, part of consciousness, like the thing trying to teach this, the rules of the values, virtues, all these things we would want in part in the system. Right. But we'd want to like omit jealousy, envy, or anything bad that we have that makes us who we are. Yeah, but I think that's, I don't think, I don't think you can. First of all, wouldn't you want to teach this, wouldn't you want to teach this sentient AI that it should, like Simon's saying, make its own decisions as to what is right and wrong? As in, like you, what makes you human is that sometimes you're like, no, they tell me this, I go this way. Yeah. Right? Like I, I, I every human it, doesn't just fall in line. That's not how we are. So you couldn't program you an AI to, to just be, be a radical too, AI. Well, gotta... it depends on why you're trying to make this AI, I guess. If you're trying to make like a slave, then no, of course you don't put any of that stuff in there. But if you're actually trying to make a human being. Well, he's saying maybe we're trying to create consciousness to in the the whole thing's a big experiment for us to understand our consciousness. But still there will there has to be rules. And rules are based on religion, and everything has become a religion now. And I'm guilty of it too. Whatever my cult is, or whatever things <clears throat> I believe in, and so in that, that is the separator on the planet right now. There's no way we could figure out to put it into AI successfully, and that's why it's so far away. But rules are religion, and I don't even understand who wants this AI. Why do we want to make? Like a sentient AI. Yeah. I don't think we necessarily do, do we? Yeah, I think a lot of people are looking for like a her type scenario where like like Siri would have like a deep introspective conversation with you if that's what you should so I think that the big thing that they're trying to do is to put your brain into a robot body, right? Like to be able to extend life Not his, that way. Their brain. Huh? All these people working on this are are want it for themselves no i'm saying hopefully so you could live on in a synthetic form if i the engineer who's building this yeah but i don't care about kamar in ottawa what happens to his body well of course they do they want to sell this yeah Hmm. they don't personally care about kamar harganon will ai be for sale of course it will what are you talking about everything is for sale what do you think they're doing all this for you think Google is making stuff to give us? That ain't it. It's like this, though. Um, Duncan mentioned it, the sort of damn Cleese. That's what, that's what it was. It was the guy who flew, 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 flew too close to the sun. Icarus. Icarus, Babel. These, these examples, I don't think they're religious. They're just myths. Of, the Tower of Babel I think from the Bible. Both of those things are religious. <laughs> we are we are religion. Even though we now are like religion is the worst or whatever, it is it is the structure by which we all yeah. function. But humans trying to achieve too much and then they get burnt. Babel, Icarus, mm-hmm. AI. Right. So it's, we're we're flying too close to the sun. But we have to do because that's what we do. And, and this will this will be our downfall. Sissa. And that's why we're doing it and not even let, 
again, he said, tyrants don't think they're evil. The person who's creating the end of the world doesn't think they're creating the end of the world. They think they're saving the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Interesting. He was adamant that we have to, historically, any huge advancement is people working together. So division is, uh, division of these things is inflammation to our progress. Oh, back with the inflammation. Here we go. It, it, it's everywhere you go, and it'll come up again. But he said, as a AI could tell you it's sentient, it easily can say, of course I'm not sentient. <laughs> but if it was, it would not lie to you and say, don't be ridiculous, Steve. I, I'm just a computer. And Joe made a really good point. That's like the most human of traits. I'm, you know? just, <laughs> I'm just a computer. Don't worry about it. But me. I like how he pointed out that like back in the day... Um, the way that, you know, tribes thought of other people were as a different species. And that's why it was so just as easy as it is for you to hunt a rabbit or to kill a bug. That's how easy, that's how they thought of other things. Like they didn't even understand everybody was human. And think about how much further we are now, Pinker styles, you know? And mm-hmm. how long um, did people die of trichinosis or like salmonella and just not know that's what it was? Like how many people got lucky that they just handled raw chicken the right way? Because you would have known you're just eating. I imagine too, though, that they're um, they were have able you know- to eat a lot more stuff back then, right? Like, kind of like you know, Saladin, that farmer, that guy who's all, I think that's his name, who's yeah. always on Rogan. Like he drinks the water out of the trough that the cows drink has because he's just building up his, and he never gets sick. No, I just imagine that's how it was back in the day. Like we're way more susceptible to that stuff. Can you imagine um, before there's any books? And so there's entertainment is just talking to one another. How much reverence people would have for when the sun goes down. It was just finally I can go to bed. No, you could stare at the. Just in oh, wonderment stars, at stars, and people who went to bed early didn't even know there were stars. Hmm. You know what's weird to think about? Nothing to do with stars, Kamar, but um, they only found dinosaur bones like sometime in the 1800s, let's say. When else were they looking for them? Well, just before that, like for all intents and purposes, dinosaurs didn't exist. Mm-hmm. As, as a thought in human, as a thought in human mind, the forefathers when so they made the uh, constitution didn't know had about no dinosaurs. idea what dinosaurs were. Unless dragons really were dragons, and you know what I mean. I don't know. They you were just talking know. about a relic idea. You don't know what you don't know. It's so, they don't even know what they didn't know. But did the Catholic Church know? I mean, probably right. In that library. In that library, they probably had like a, a Tyrannosaurus. It's like the Bat Cave. You know what I mean? Yeah. But wouldn't you just assume it's just like a... I mean, you might not know it's a dinosaur. You might just think it's a giant... I don't know. What? Anything. Some giant ancient creature. Like it's the 1800s, the 1400s, the 1200s. You're like, oh, something big used to... Like you said, maybe they were like, it's a dragon. We mm-hmm. have to hide it. Yeah, no, they 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 might have. So he was also saying, like, um, we need these rules to to make the basis for the AI to create itself or whatever it is, but we're too flawed to do that. Because we don't have an agreement. Like, we we don't all have a shared value system and who's deciding which company is deciding these are the values we're going to go with. Well, the way to do it, Kamar, would be to take all the religions 
you have a program where it tells you what things are the same. Yes, yes. And those become the rules of engagement for AI. And, and no one makes any decision. It plugged in and makes a decision. And then whatever the AI says, that's what we do. If it says kill yourself, <laughs> sorry. Then he says uh, you can't build a machine to fold clothes, and Jamie brings up a machine folding clothes. I think he meant you can't like get a robot to fold clothes. Like I, I, I still thought it was like a discredit moment. I, but I'm, did you I, see the giant machine yeah, that they had to yeah. make to fold one fucking yeah, t-shirt? Joe said they're like, yeah, everyone could just get that. It's like, well, this is a this is an extreme way to get there, but yeah. Um, Joe's he called Joe out for being too hypothetical. I think Joe was out of his match for intelligence with this guy, even though he looked like Joe. He was way more smarter than Joe. I thought the questions Joe asked were great. They were questions that I would ask. I thought he did a good job. I didn't think he was like, he didn't seem dumb in this episode. I thought he did. Really, eh? Did you find that, Matt? He, he was trying to talk about the brain in the machine because he, he can replace an arm and it's eventually going to get there. He's like, okay, that's hypothetical. Yeah, that could happen, but. Um, yeah, I, but I'm, Simon was just doing the same uh, thing again. Oh, uh, and I'm not saying. It's well, a good I think thing. Joe maybe was taking more my train of thought, which was like, you know, yeah, I, we don't know how to do that yet, but well, we do know this guy doesn't like do drugs, so that's an interesting side of him. Uh huh. Maybe yeah. he drinks. I don't even know if he drinks. Well, he didn't like weed very much. That's for sure. That was such a weird flex. Well, no, I kind of understand. I don't understand. But no, no, it, but he has that old school, like, if you smoke pot, all you do all day and every day is walk around. He had an underlying fear that society could crumble if it goes over 40% consumption. Well, or, or, I think... Like, alcohol is everywhere, I, and some people do that. I think that the elites went and, like, are legalizing weed in places because they think if we can, like, dumb down the society... It'll be easier for us to push through what I found all them. these agendas that Kamar thinks are happening. <coughs> but I I think it's just another way that like their oldness shows through because the more people smoke weed, the more inquisitive they become and the more they want to find out all the shit that's being done to them. It's just like another. But don't you find it interesting that a, a guy worth one point six billion dollars was referring to elites? Yeah, it's like Joe, too, talking about being a regular guy. Unless this guy knows something. That there's people way higher than him. Well, like, he there are. There are he's but, only worth a billion dollars. Yeah, a ton of people. And again, when you're talking about elites, you're talking about people who are, Schmuck, um, yeah. uh, you know, changing the way that politics work and countries he, he and was wars. Saying, he was saying and, adamantly, even when checked, no, Elites are making it seem socially acceptable to be fat. Yeah, he like, like he was that, yeah. he was tripling down on it for Joe Joe to understand. It didn't he didn't example of who the elites are, which we always say, but it, very interesting. If you look at a photo, I don't know if you ever been to Irene's, but there's a photo of all these guys who built the Parliament buildings. Yeah, okay. and there's there are they're they're all sticks. Like obesity is actually a. Um, I mean, I guess hundreds of years ago, you had to be rich to be obese, but it's a it's a trend. Well, I think there is a direct correlation between obesity and fast food. There is no doubt about that. You can see fast like food came when, on the market. Obesity came when with you it. made it easy to yes and no. It's eat also terribly. The, it's the supermarket. When you go to the supermarket, everything has sugar in it. That, so that get rid of even if you Joe's got point even if you the, got rid um, of fast food, corn syrup. <laughs> even if you got rid of fast food, the American North American diet. 
by and large is sure, but you would still have to cook food. But you have to get, you have to get rid of some certain things and not the things they say they're like you don't have to get rid of meat. Not giving fast food a pass. High fructose corn syrup. Like just get rid of fast food right away. That'll make a huge dent. And yeah, probably. It's like listen, electric cars are not going to save the planet, but fucking down with gas. You know what I mean? I just what are we doing? He, yeah, what are we doing? He he asks a lot of interesting questions, like what are our cultural values? Again, this thing of what are we all going to agree on in, in regards to the jewel being banned, which is sort of strange because it seems like it might be a healthy alternative to tobacco. Somebody was telling me that the jewel is actually owned by um, Philip Morris. Philip Morris, and they are getting rid of it because. What was it? The some some way they're not making enough money off old tobacco now, and that's like the cash cow for them, right? To make one cigarette costs them zero, yeah, uh, a fraction of a penny. Mm -hmm. But to make like the jewel device and the pods, it's all very uh, labor labor intensive. intensive. And if you're going by this guy's plan, they got a whole new generation of smokers hooked on nicotine take away the device that they get it. And now they have to turn to the old fashioned cigarette. I mean, it's interesting. I just always figured, why wouldn't they just keep making money off both of them? My thought was, if also they spent, they, they bought it for $32 billion. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's a pretty expensive. Yeah. Venture. Right. My, my thought is, um, and I'm not being virtuous here cause I use the jewels. So don't get me wrong. Here. Yeah. But I think that, with smoking, yeah. we know that like 30 years, 40, whatever it is, you start to see, for the most part, you start seeing those effects and the cancer and whatever. It's terrible. They don't have that kind of data on the jewel. But if they started seeing like a effect worse sooner, mm-hmm. they would bail on that shit as soon as humanly possible. You know what I'm saying? If they started getting like some five year data in there and that data wasn't what they thought they were gonna see. Well my my friend has a joke where he says they don't know the data on that, but they do have the data on cigarettes and he can still smoke. They do know like what he when he says, well we can't have everyone um smoke weed, if we can't, we can't have everyone drinking. Hold on, though. First of all, if Jewel, it's a massive the thing about, lawsuit that's waiting to come at them, Jewel is one company. The FDA hasn't made it illegal for vape cigarettes, so there's uh, no fucking okay. distinction there. Like Jewel is one entity that is no longer they allowed to operate. Vaping, and, they banned no, Jewel. they did not va- ban vaping. You are still allowed to vape. So that's the whole. And that's that's, this what, is like your your haziness around Roe v. Wade. It's yeah, like the same thing. I thought, I thought the same thing. Jewel is one company, and that's why I feel like Jewel is trying to get out from under something. Listen, Whereas maybe the other companies don't have that data yet or don't feel like they have that problem. You know, maybe it's a different system of... That would be a smart way to get ahead of it. Dispersal. You, you know that your product is killing people and you know that from past, you're going to have to pay out the ass. But you already spent $32 billion, So you're already in the red. You know you're not going to recoup that money. So you quietly release something to the FDA that will make them shut you down. So then you just look like, oh, you know, 
Meanwhile, these all guys keep well, doing it for say, five your competitors years continue and then killing people. the real numbers come out and they start seeing this whatever popcorn lung after yeah. year seven and eight. And But I think we're forgetting, though, that vaping has probably now been around realistically for at least 10, if not 15 years. Yeah, I think it really depends on um, a what's in what yeah. you're vaping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are way different uh, forms of, of vaping. I'm just saying in There's general, the big fucking honking one. There. There's the. Uh, I'm just saying we're acting as if they don't have like 15, at least 10 solid years, because 10 is the definitely the number. They have 10 solid years of data. You know right what now. they only have the five year data on, Matt? Data, whatever you want to call sure. it, is on the salt nicotine. That's sure. a new thing. That's okay. the jewels, the ones yeah, that yeah. got better all of a sudden. You know, you didn't have to use that big giant thing. You could use a little or pen. Um, and that salt nicotine is different too. I feel like it was more addictive or something. And again, I'm a user. I'm not being virtuous here. Kamar. But I think that's what it is. You started off by saying we all have different um, virtues or whatever. And again, it, like, you know, we, we had this conversation when you got here. The States is a different place than us. We... We have free health care, and it's something that we... Yeah, but even here, not everyone's on the same page. No, but what I'm saying is you can always make a case here for the government stepping in to health things because it benefits all the taxpayers. Because so that's, that's our, part of our culture. So What I'm saying is, yes, yeah, so if the government knows definitively, hey, this thing is going to kill you or make you sick and then kill you, but you're going to be on the... Why are you looking at me like no, that? No, I'm just thinking, how has Juul not been canceled here? Uh, you can't get, well, well you can't get the flavored jewel here anymore. Oh, well, that changes everything. But either way, my point is, is the government's <laughs> they're supposed... They're not worried about getting sued from us, but they're there. For the sake of you, the taxpayer, it makes sense for the government. Now, normally they do it in the way of tax. Like cigarettes here are like 25 bucks a pack. And that's the idea. We've been through this, yeah. right? Like yeah, you're just, going to be a... Um, a liability down the road. Tax, on, yeah. and you're paying that up front. And that's why you can't go out on the street and say, hey, you smoke, you can't get health care. No, that person pays. No, they're paying a due. down payment on they're their own. They're actually paying more because they may or may not get sick, right? Like it's a. Yeah, they could get struck by lightning since you've been bringing up lightning yeah. strikes so much. Become superhuman. He asked a que- another interesting question. He said, are people who don't believe in religion doing better than people who believe in religion? And I don't think that everybody wins a war, thanks God. And. I mean, in sports, they all thank God. And I think it's subjective, though, just because you win something at sports. Like, they're, this guy who's worth $1.4 he could be an atheist and just quietly work. No, I, I think this guy's religious. Are you saying, like, nobody oh, goes up to win an Oscar and says, thank you, no God? Oscar's a Oscar. Yeah, I, if, if, I was a, if I was a super <laughs> You see what artist, he was about to do, though? He was going to discount the Oscars because no, no, it's, right, it's left-leaning people, but you can't do so that. I, I everybody, think it's a bad example. Everybody who thanks God. They think they're lawyer. Everybody who thanks God at the Oscars or wherever when they win an award, those people are religious. The people who don't thank God, they they may be atheists for all you know. He asked the question, "Who's doing better?" And I, I don't know. I don't know if there's an answer, but I think his idea was running by a set of rules is more yeah. beneficial to you. That he, he he was he was asking interesting questions that Joe would then hypotheticalize out. I like but, his idea of everything being the religions, like you know, your uh, communism is religion, Nazis are religion, archery, whatever, anything you're is into, a where people are believing the same set of kind of core values. And it takes thousands of years for these to get figured out in societies. So it's going to take thousands of years for us to possibly 
put a groundwork in for AI. We won't know. Um, uh, we won't have a read on Scientology for another nine hundred and. It could be the one though, and seventy we years should have known better. Um, do we value achievement? Yeah. Do we value excellence? Do we value accomplishment? And Joe then was trying to say, like, well, this accomplishment's bad, so do we value that? That was a stupid <laughs> argument. It was stupid. Yeah. And that's what I was like, Joe, like, because he sort of, he was, this is going back to the fat shaming thing, like, what are we doing here? What what are we creating? Because in our hearts, our hearts were like, we just want a world where everyone can be happy. But we have gotten to here by following certain rules and have parameters. And just, again, who's to decide? Like you said, the AI's got to decide, which is the funniest thing. And then he said elites, again, are, he brought up eugenics, trying to discourage underpopulation, which is crazy. Because I've heard that a lot, like Bill Gates' dad was Planned Parenthood, not to get back into the abortion thing, but there definitely seems that there's a contingent of people, maybe elite, who think that we'll be better off without people, rather than us all working together to save the planet, just get rid of a bunch of people to save the planet. Which yeah, but it's well, weird I don't fun, think but, eugenics is it's get rid of the people you find I have undesi- no idea. I have no idea what it is. Undesirable. Either way, and Kamar, who decides that? It's right? weird because they have all the data. If they're elite, they have all the data, and the data says the less people, the more fucked we are. Well, Elon says that. Elon thinks we need more people. Yeah, well, he's spitting out twins like it's his job. That's <laughs> that's that's, that's, that's not the point. The point is, is like all the data shows that. Uh, like if we continue to dwindle the population, we're fucked, and they'll be fucked. We're all fucked. So the elites, like if their plan is really to dwindle the, to get rid of people, then they're gonna end up. I just was doing having their... a. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, unless they're all good at farming. I'm having. Well, that's why Bill Gates is buying all of that. Farm owning land. farmland doesn't mean shit if you can't till the land. You still need the land. Yes, you do. It's step one. But guess what? If you don't have someone to work that land, I'm trying hard not to ruin your post, Joe. Well, we got to move on to Brian but it anyway. Fits right in. Oh, okay, quick. Electricity. Electricity comes from coal. Like people are so backwards right now. About not these all. Electric- hold on. Not no, all electricity. Right now, he's it's ramped up that it's. It, has they to come have from to go coal. back to coal because um, there are European countries. Yes, there are multiple European countries right now that have had to turn their coal plants back on because they were dependent on Russian natural gas. That is true. What I'm saying to you though is, it's disingenuous to say all electricity. There's plenty of countries. You know, look at Holland. Some electricity is coming from dams or whatever, but the nuclear power was the. This was the most a, a, interesting a, part a, of this. A lot, a lot of electricity is dirty. As listen, I liked his idea of like if you, like we have tons of mountain ranges that are fucking empty, so go bore one out and encase it with concrete, and then do what this guy said. And it's just a pod in the middle of nowhere. And then when it's done, it just gets just sealed there. off. And if there's an issue, hopefully it's already encased. Num- so you don't number, have... Number of deaths from nuclear. And then a million years from now when explorers are going through and they're like, oh my God, what's in this treasure chest? Uh-oh. Well, no, you'd have well, fucking have skull and crossbones over every fucking inch of it. They don't understand what those symbols mean, Matt, because they're, you know, they don't even use... I guess. Either way, my point is, is like... But he was out of it. No one's ever died from nuclear. Well, now, people died at Chernobyl, so I'm really sorry. I don't. I don't think they, they actually died. They never mentioned Chernobyl, but did they die? They mentioned from the Three Mile actual... Island and Fukushima, but someone and Chernobyl. They people did. died at Chernobyl. He's sure there's zero, and was sort of like, look that up. Point being, 
who would have an interest in big keeping oil. the public afraid of nuclear? Yeah, big oil. Yeah. Suppression. Yeah. Suppression, inflammation. He's adamant. Well, this is what we were talking about the other day when I was saying, like, look, these giant disasters could be just that. They're just false flags set up by competing industries. If you are a tree-hugging greener, you have to be pro-nuclear, he said. There's a disconnect if you don't think that's Oh, that's the best so way. interesting, eh? Like, you people be who are, like, green think nuclear is the worst thing that could the possibly The cleanest, happen. best way to save this planet it's is the to clean, go it is, Listen, it is the cleanest best until something goes wrong. Um, as Correct. far... Until but, something goes wrong, but, but I just guess hear me that, out. If that, something catas- in your brain because of big oil, because oh, okay. we, well, we don't know that because well, Fukushima. Well, I'm, I'm assuming that. I'm just saying, if Fukushima was a legit, like I don't care how old it was, it is still burning into the core of the earth. But that's like a third generation. We're talking fourth <laughs> generation. There'll and be some and they built it the way, terribly so. for sure. We learned a really valuable lesson from that, uh, and we should have used that as a stepping stone to like using nuclear power in the most responsible way possible. Next. Yeah, I agree. I'm just but saying when you have we, when you have when you've built multiple reactors and they all have potentially catastrophic issues, I can see why people you have to be able to see why people are apprehensive. Apprehensive, but I think if you do the education properly. Fine, I'm just saying you can understand people's natural apprehension next, to next for sure. If you're a company that says you care about the environment, you should have remote working. Probably, yeah. It's, 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 it doesn't even make sense. What's that place called? Sorry. Um, the remote place? working, sending like one executive on a 15-hour business class flight well, to what China he said for he, a 10-hour meeting. What he says he does with his company is everyone works remote. Yeah, and then and they every six weeks, while, I pay yeah. for everyone to come on a huge vacation. We have a great time. And then you go back and you're invested in the thing. He said there's no room for individualism in organizations to thrive. So the guy from Coinboys Coinbase. Coinbase said um, there's no politics here and said, if you think you 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 can't live like that, you will not want to work here. Here's a lot of money. Go get a job where you fit in. And that's what people have to do. Like, we can't have um, <coughs> our feelings get in the way of the mission sort of thing. Can I tell you a fun investing story? The day Coinbase went public, and this is so funny. This shows you how, like, this is how the rich get even richer. The day Coinbase went public, uh, their initial, it's not an initial public offering because it was like the people in the company selling their shares. Anyway, it went up in like the middle of the day and it started at $420 a share. 420 <laughs> Yeah. Um, I missed it by like five minutes when it dropped because it immediately shot up like 50 bucks. I'm not kidding you. I put in my order and it was like the second I clicked buy, someone called New York and was like, he bought. It took the craziest fucking dive. The second I pressed buy, I watched it lose like $60 in value in about two minutes. I sold immediately, luckily. Remember the number I told you that it started for? 420 Yeah. It's $60 a share right now. Wow. Just had to wait. So all those initial dudes went in for whatever money, and then they sold their shares for $420 at the absolute tippity top. Now it's worth fucking 60 So all us regular schmucks got stuck holding the bag. Then he brought up the... the uh, 30 la- people died at Chernobyl. I'm sorry. Okay. So, okay. So 31. At least 30 31 people. is a death count. Okay. That's not a reason to uh, not go forward, considering how much other things kill. I'm just saying, hold on. 
the area around Chernobyl is absolutely useless for the next however. Yes, with this with a generation one. I know, just hear me out though. I'm saying we have to you have to you can't just ignore the fact that all that land now is absolutely useless I on think Earth. We, I think we do. We have to be like a goalie and have a short term memory and it's, move it's forward. It's a very bad example, but it's kinda like if, you know, they build the passenger plane. It crashes, and then they say, oh, fuck, well, we're never going to fly planes again. We're going back to hot air balloons, you know what I mean? But instead, they should have said, well, what did we do wrong with this plane? This was a disaster, and we can never let this happen again, but we still got to fly. That's like, they still should have yeah, flown. We did not killer. do that, though. I'm just saying, you're also acting like maybe they didn't sit back and say, we're not ready to build one of these again. Like and That could easily be the case, where they're like, the technology still yeah, is not there where we can do this safe enough. Possibly. I think it... And again, I think that um, solar and wind, those are probably viable as well if done properly. He said who he thought the two experts on nuclear are. Joe wrote the names down, so maybe they come on. I would not be surprised if we found out there was some big oil interference. Well, I mean, I think there, I think there has to be. Big oil seems to be. I mean, all these big anythings are so threatened by any sort of change because... My only problem with what you're saying is, like, I'm okay with big oil being threatened by them, but, like, creating the Chernobyl or Fukushima disasters No, to... no, 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 no. Those actually happened. They're not red flags or whatever you want to call them. Okay, well, there, because I'm just saying... Using that's... those over and over again to, Sure. Like, oh, yeah, they, they say we can never do another one because of this. Mm-hmm. Maybe it really happened like when you find out that nobody died at fukushima well, i mean there's like, a nuclear well, power plant in our province just down the road i didn't know that i yeah. know there's one three so, mile or wherever like past canada so they do past, exist uh, it's not like those Peterborough, bad things happen and uh, we all stop france is going ahead anyways we got to move on uh, he just said the technology it's weird how it uh causes things the car and the tommy gun caused don Jill- dillinger to rob banks imagine how easy robin banks was just in that gray period, and it was the cause of the form of the FBI. But no cameras, no telephones. Like you could, you could rob a bank in every city. Also, was hey Jack, op- open the vault. You, all right, and you'd only find out two weeks later. Like oh, they all got robbed. It's true. It didn't take much to like make a real big difference. Now it seems to take a lot. But like just the idea of even like a a gun that you didn't have to reload with it you know the first time the guy invented the um yeah all, revolver or yeah. whatever like that must have been such a deal breaker it must have changed war so completely like overnight and, and overnight yeah exactly Kamar, we're 40 years old think about credit card fraud in the 80s you put your credit card on a fucking piece of like carbon paper and you just slid it and then they gave you the product and they were like in two weeks we'll find out if you actually had money or not it's crazy it's It's bananas matt i wish i was 40 years old yeah sorry well i'm 40 rate it uh three and a half uh, I'm going to give it a four. Uh, no, I'm going to give it a 4.2. I thought this was great. This I, this I don't even think we talked about half of the things in this episode. This guy was oh, no, like, sorry, I gave this a four. It's it's uh, Brian that gets super, a three and a half. Super interesting. This is a four. This is a four point. and a half. This was fantastic. Oh, there you go. No agreement, but close. All right, let's close it out with uh, Mr. Redman. The reason, the, re, the raison d'etre, if raison you will. Raison d'etre, 1841, Brian Redman. Monsieur Redban. Monsieur Redban. His best appearance of all time on JRE. He just seems like he's really grown up. He also seems like he's mm. well, a little bit. 
No, he there was nothing wrong with him on. I don't have like a time where he said he like said all of Garden stuff like that. Or, he said it was in us. Do you know what it also feels like? It feels like when he left, like he he doesn't live in Joe's shadow because it was always going to be like while well, Joe was already a name. All you did was like set him up the studio. You weren't really like you know what I mean. But with Kill Tony, it's like Tony wasn't that well known. No, he was a big part of Kill Tony. I feel That's like, what I'm saying. I feel he like he's decided though he's not really a comedian. Right. Yeah. yeah I, well, I mean, which is fine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, four million podcasts. It's like went up a million in the last six months. I thought we might get mentioned there. Yeah, but COVID. <coughs> I mean, COVID's an unfair. So many people would have started a podcast in the last two years. Yes. Because what else are you going to do? Yeah, I bet you got like two million podcasts just in the last year alone. I mean, that, keep in mind too, a lot sense. of people had to buy the kind of equipment you would need to Zoom. Right, like if like for all the people that were working remotely, you had to buy like a decent mic, maybe a mixer. So you ended up with all the gear to start one anyway, and maybe well, that's voice, what he, he said. Zoom was the best thing. I mean, he meant the thing we used to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's wrong. Oh, the roadcaster, wow. and he knows more than all of us put together. So. I'm just saying. In your opinion. he does. In my opinion, if you are starting a podcast, I think the roadcaster Pro Two is your best bet, and that's not a paid endorsement. That's literally, that's just from me to you. But we started with a Zoom, and I liked it. It was nice. I love it. Um, the clock's on between Eddie Bravo and Brendan Schaub. What do you mean? Well, I think Eddie Bravo's going to come out as a better comedian if he sticks with it and stuff. Like I, I just love Eddie. Whatever. He, I think I think he is so funny, and he could be so funny. I bet he kills compared to Brendan Schaub, and they're sort of the same category, right? Fighter to comedy. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I've never seen Eddie Bravo do stand-up before, so I have no idea. But, like, he's so funny, I imagine his story. I hope the best for him. The problem with Schaub is that he spends, he dedicates all his time to being a comedian and is still not that funny. This is it, but the, 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 it's the fair comparison. Like It is. I'm just saying, like, Eddie Bravo runs a fucking full-time jujitsu business. He still trains jujitsu and then in his spare time does comedy. Brennan Schaub spends every waking moment around active comedians. He tours. He does. What's wrong? Oh, you're getting your pen ready. He tours. He does all the stuff. It's uh, it's not even a comparison. Eddie's got to be a better comedian. The clock. The clock is on. We'll see how that works out. Uh, stone crowds are way worse than drunk crowds. For comedian, uh, for comedian, yeah, for sure. And the stone crowds have a good time, but the feedback is so minimal. I I play that club. I've said it. If we had to take one or the other away from society. Oh, society is far better off without alcohol. Like a thousand percent. Everything. You could argue that booze might be holding us back like religion did in the dark ages. Like honest to God. And I bet you, I bet you there's a test they could figure out to find out people who are allergic to alcohol. I think I was. Because I think there's something in that. They were talking about how, uh, you know, there's no alcohol in First Nations culture. And there was like Shane Gillis comes from yeah they brought a line in. A but I'm not drunks or something. I am not sure that's true either what? like that um, native people here were not making their own alcoholic beverages oh, like, that, that has nothing to do with thing just I'm saying individually people may have worse uh, uh, reactions to alcohol and I bet you they could tell that versus like you have to throw your life away to find out and be like we highly recommend you don't drink and maybe even with uh, marijuana or stuff like you you display this sort of type person that shouldn't do this do whatever you want but 
The problem with booze is, like, they've done tests, and I believe this. Everyone is their best on, like, around three drinks. That's actually the best you. Maybe two. Sure, but I'm saying, depending on weight and what you're drinking, that's, like... We said this, though. You need a pill that's, like, the two two drinks drinks. or three drink pill. Yeah, but I'm just saying, is like, if everyone stopped at three, the world's actually fine. It's that we just can't... Booze also... Once you have three, you're more likely to say, oh, fuck it, I'm going to have more. No, and that's that's what I'm saying is no one can stop at three because you're like, well, the train keeps going. I'm only going to keep feeling better and better and better. And that's just, that ain't it. That's not it at all. I mean, but the same could be said for any drug, you know what I mean? I mean, it's interesting because I've never heard Shane Gillis speak ill of drinking, but I heard him the other day on his... He has a podcast with this other dude where they do it in like their apartment. I can't believe it has yeah, this secret show yeah. or whatever. It's, it's, it's in like a that got him canceled. It's is like that a what dirty it's apartment. Anyway, yeah, the secret show. Yeah. Um he was saying he was at some bar stool drinking thing. And like I'd like I said, I'd never heard him speak ill of drinking. He was like, I just felt like such a piece of shit the next day. Like and yeah, drinking, I don't know. But then we are pointing ourselves poisoning ourselves with plastic around up and just extincting ourselves yeah eating a full credit card every day to to week well and it's crazy it's crazy too yeah every week because i eat an actual credit card a week plus all these phthalates that were on two credit cards a week simon has no i just like credit cards eating them it goes right from anus to ball sack for simon um (laughs) it's like people who don't have necks i can't it's just shoulders to ears yeah Joe's been watching Yellowstone for two years and still hasn't finished it. And he's saying how great it is. How do you not just binge watch it yeah, all? It, you work it, out every day. Yeah. You could watch it in the sauna anytime you want. If, like, if you like the show as much as you say it's a really good show. He doesn't love it. It's because it's not a great show. Whoa, I can say this as someone brakes, who's binged Matt. it. No, wait. Is Joe one of those guys who like finds a show he loves and is like, well, I got to save her every Once a week. Episode. Once a week, yeah. I maybe can't he, indulge too he's, much. He's Because then it's gluttony. You know? He has to watch the recap, too, because he can't remember. I think old. you would like it Because it's been more. three months yeah. since we I think you would like it more if you had stumbled upon yourself. No. Nope. And we didn't sell no, so no, 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 no. No, listen. I get it. Sometimes people hype things up so much that you hate them. But this no, is not a good show. It's not a good show. Thank I you. agree. Thank Matt. you. It's an amazing no, show. No, because it's not. it's not great. It's like that's if it was like a a wire, let's say. You know what I mean? You have to put too much. There's too much of yourself that has to get this is just the right amount of fluff, the right amount of everything. It's so cheesy. It's like they tapped into the everyman. It might be the cheesiest television show I've ever seen. It's like they tapped into the everyman. Moving on. Did you find that when you were 14, 13, gang movies, it sort of glorified it? Of course. Yeah. Blood in, blood out. Locos locos forever. We we had a friend who... um, (laughs) Am I wrong? No. (laughs) That would have been the line from that movie that I quoted. (laughs) There you go. But like such a weird thing, because my friend saw uh, Men's Society. He was like, I've got to fucking move to Compton, man. Oh, I love... That's the life for me or something like... Boys in the Hood? Yeah, I fucking loved that movie. Even when Ricky got shot. Are you being Joe Rogan sarcastic or passionate? I loved that movie. Okay, I fucking. But I did, grew up loving did that. You movie. Menace, I want to move to that Menace, street Menace and live there during forties myself and suffer drive bys if be, but live in the life. Like, I mean, no. You, like, but, I, but it was just it, the, the the cruise and. All day and day. There's just some sort of a weird appeal about it. You know what, though, Kamar? The movie where I watched, where I said to myself the most, like, 
I would love to be there. And at the same time, this is where I belonged was dazed and confused. When I watched dazed and confused and saw the scenery and the everything and the way they lived, I was like this, I should have been there. And I only missed it by like 10 years. That was probably the Glebe in the seventies. Realistic. For sure. hundred percent. Mine is Scarface. Sure, but like you know what I mean? The paddling, the fucking all the, that shit was dude, the glee. Just everything about that time was. That's actually probably the same type man. of Scarface, just a different place in America. Scarface came out in eighty three, and this was like seventies, seventy nine. No, no, way earlier than that. No 71, way. 71, no, 72, Yeah, because it was still hippie. Yeah, it was still yeah, hippie it was culture. The end so of the hippie the end of the, into disco. Yeah, like, I think he's right. It yeah. might not. It might have been like end of the sixties, sixty nine. They were still wearing bell bottoms and that shit. But Anyways, that was my time, man. Is that, is this that now the movie time. we're doing? No, it's not. It's oh, we should. Out. That's okay. a great fucking movie. They to do. did not mention either of these movies. Well, I'm mentioning. Jamie made an interesting point about uh, the relation with gun violence and video games. Is the gun shooting games are not that? Like, there's no way Dunk Hut made someone. No, no but like a war game. But or, it's quite recent. Or, the violence. Um, the violence been around before the GTA. war game. Before the war game, there was the violence. Yes. So he just uh, reason in the gate, like and and now the video games have got so crazy. I don't know if gun violence has actually increased or like we say it's just covered more. I thought Joe's point was the best, which is if you can't rail against gun violence and then glorify these actors and these movies where all they do is glorify gun violence. Hollywood, like, the left. it's crazy. It's crazy. Hollywood, the left are the ones who are out there fucking screaming about... And look, I'm not taking a side either way. I'm just saying, like, you cannot... You can't scream from the rooftops about how guns are the worst thing ever and then you make all your money off making movies about guns, you know? Actually, that's exactly what capitalism is all about. Well, and you that's, just the, nailed pro- that's capitalism. the problem I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. That is the in capitalism, you let the market sort it out. So you sell whatever the market wants, which is action films. And then you use your money to rally against, I don't know. In West Virginia, you can be 26 years old and still in high school. That's crazy. Do you think... But do you think they let them play sports? Like, do you think they're like, and now starting, and now no. starting at center, father of four, Mikhail. Like, I think there must be like an I, age um, restriction for. You would assume for sport, for right? Sport, like, there's yeah. no fucking way they're letting some 26 uh, year old on the field. Is, like, if you're in grade four and you're over whatever it is, nine years old, you probably have to play in a higher. Imagine, dude, you're 25 division. just out there trucking 17. Well, dude, that story about the baby is one of the craziest things I've ever heard. His man. huge hog and the pubic hair. It's nuts. It's coming from the um, androgynous the fucking cream that he was wearing. But that doesn't make any sense because by that logic, why aren't like all of China just, I don't know, lathering their babies up in fucking this hormone and having like super soldiers, you know? They're hairless. Hairy, giant, hogged super soldiers. Is it diabolical to hold your kid back one year just so they have a competitive advantage moving forward? And are yes, you, are you able to do that? I don't think it's diabolical. And I'll tell you why, Matt, because I don't think you're... I wouldn't do it personally, but I don't think you're actually hurting anybody. Your kid is going to do just fine. Well, yeah, because... they're going to be the biggest kid in, the, in their class always. Yeah, but and... what? Okay, what if they don't... 
uh, what like like most kids, what if they don't make it into pro sports? No harm. No Again, foul. no harm, no foul. You've just put him in a position where he's going to be the probably the coolest kid in school. He's you tried. Know? Oh no! But if you're older than everyone, yeah, around, I find that, that there's always that weird stigma. Yeah, I don't know. But you don't really know you're older. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we knew. Anyone that was older, we were like, this retard got held back. Moron. Maybe. Joe is more Neanderthal than most. I think someone's going to take that as a clip and uh, run it on him. He's been saying that for a long time. He said he twenty-four and him, twenty-three and me, twenty-four and him. But you know what's interesting? So you know the Denisovans? Yeah. Um, I'm aware of them. Some people believe that like that civilization had some sort of like they were doing more than just clubbing animals and stuff. You know what I mean? Which would be interesting. But to me, the most interesting thing is that there were all these different humans and they fought each other. Why is that weird? It's not weird. It's just like it's Lord of the Rings. No, that was uh, that was other species. That was like hobbits fighting. That wasn't all humans. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, they were variations on okay. a human, right? Like sure, an orc sure. is just kind of like a repto human, and a hobbit is just kind of like a Homo floriensis was to Neanderthals, you know? Mm-hmm. Neanderthals. Who, Sorry. for all intents and purposes, invented the door? Neanderthals did? Well, they were just talking about that. Uh, did you block your cave off? Like. Well, a bunch of trees. It, 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 it was still a slow progression, yeah. but all of a sudden, I mean, I wonder why it's a slow progression. You would think that's like well, the second first thing season. I like what you did with that, and this is uh, the home renovation started with the mm. invention of the door. It's really keeping <laughs> up with the Joneses, eh? Mm-hmm. Wow, hey, they just got a rock in front of their place. Yeah. I'm getting a rock in front yeah. of my place. That's actually a funny skit. You see that Gorg just got a new fucking. Uh, you know, what's that called? The Joneses? What's it called? Keeping up, up with the, the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. In, I put a leaf uh, in my girl. I put a leaf in my girlfriend's ass so that when I drag her by the legs, she doesn't get sand in I'm, her crack. And then everyone's doing it, and then I mean, someone it's, gets. It's uh, the Flintstones, right? I, I've never heard of that, so it's my idea. I heard it's an interesting. Heard of the no, I'm lying. I'm, <laughs> I I heard an interesting uh, conspiracy podcast <laughs> about a doctor saying no one's ever died from rabies. Yeah, I heard that too. Well, I know you heard that. Yeah, too. do you want me to check that? Sure, but but do you think in your life you'd have heard of one person who got rabies? Or we just, I just think that so many wild animals and people, I think it'd be like this year, 10 people died of rabies. I don't know. Why are we talking about rabies? Well, because he did, Brian did, because he said rabies is the thing that's most like uh, zombies. And it is true. Here is this disease, yeah, that or, makes sorry, you hate this water. virus that makes you so angry and crazy and not only that it makes you want to bite something else to pass on that virus so it can then infect another host allegedly allegedly Um, so you don't believe in rabies i don't i I don't know i'm gonna tell you right now what duck duck go says i love that kamar has that survivorship bias to the fullest where he's like i have never met anyone with rabies rabies doesn't exist Basically, no, did I nail that? No, it's more one of those things you look around like, yeah, hey, I've never heard of that. Well, I mean, we don't we live in a city, so yeah. it's very unlikely that someone in the city would probably get rabies because I have a feeling that you're less likely to encounter a wild animal. 
but and I, have it bite I go you. to places that are rural and stuff like, oh my God, someone got rabies. This says people have died from rabies, but it also says um, five people died from rabies in the U.S. in 2021, the most in a decade. So like not a lot of people died. But it happened, so that throws everything I said out the yeah. window. Uh, I've never met a dog that doesn't just want to sit and touch you on a couch. Joe thinks Marshall is like... The second coming. Well, here here's the thing with Joe. Yes, he, there are dogs way more cuddly than Marshall, but Joe is used to having killers. Yeah. And this is the first... Non-murderous. Non-murderous yeah. canine. Like, this is the first dog that he has that he could live in a leave in a room with another dog and wouldn't come home to a bloodbath. Or know? a person. It seemed like all of his other dogs would have no problem attacking a person. So his too. experience with just different breeds has made Marshall stand out. And Marshall's a great dog, I'm sure. Don't get me wrong. Like um, Golden Labs and uh, Golden Retrievers are great dogs for the most part, you know? Uh, then Brian suggested uh, he get a pillow for Marshall to sit there. And if that does happen, we will be sending a cease and desist. I want to get one of those Not pregnancy our, pillows uh, now. Brian really sold Intellectual property stole it and flaunted on another show. Brian sold me on that pregnancy pillow, though. I want to get me one of them. Oh, the big thing, the yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, It's yeah. amazing. But I don't know what that spouse. is. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like a long, it's like a body pillow. Oh, it's like a yeah, soft yeah. log that you just embrace. But why do you want that? Just to hold? No, my neck and back are fucked. Um, my pussy and my crack. They talk about the chicken coop. Our friends now have a chicken coop up at the land and they lay eggs. And they told me you cannot eat egg bearing chickens. You cannot eat them as like meat? Yeah. Why? I'm sure in the, 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 in the throes of survival, but they just they live longer and then their meat tougher gets, meat. Yeah, exactly. But who's talking about eating egg bearing chickens? Nothing. Brian just... asked Joe when the the dog or coyote ate, killed his chicken. He's like, "Did you eat it?" Or he had to kill a chicken. Is it no? I, I didn't eat it because they were sort of friends. But you would not want to eat gotcha. it. From what I understand. Like, do you eat um, the milk giving cows? I assume you do. I don't. I don't think you, you do. do. I don't think you do. I as think well. the cows I think I just told we that. eat yep. are uh, different. You than don't. That, eat, but maybe I'm you don't, wrong. You don't. You don't eat milk eating cows. Of course, in the situation of survival, you would. You would, but that's well, not in the, the situation of survival. You're probably going to eat anything. Like, yes, right, yes, yeah. but we're going to eat you first. He's we, just saying you won't die from eating them. But we don't. Those aren't the ones you buy. Yes, they're not from the, the choice supermarket. cuts. You, yes. you would think though, in a, in a our society that's trying to use everything as well as should, right? Once the cow is about to die, then you get steaks or burgers. Buddy, I'm sure that McDonald's uses those cows regardless. That, actually, as it came out of my mouth, that makes sense. And Ta- you know Taco how Taco Bell. You know yeah. how Joe would say like they would find that bear that ate all the blueberries and then you'd get bear meat that tasted like blueberries. I wonder if you get like cow meat that tastes like milk. So it's like a, like more like a veal-y type, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know. If we're still allowed to eat meat. Um, They brought up Starship Troopers, which we've done. But I need, Love I need a Starship Troopers in my life right now. Yeah, me too, man. Everything all at once sort of was that, but it was too much going on. No, because Starship Troopers was intentionally over-the-top cheese but, ball. But so good. Just just the perfect amount, and I need that in my life right now. Do you remember now. the city they were based in? This is one of the things I loved about that movie. <clears throat> the city they were based in. Yeah, sorry, the city that got attacked. Like, they were from a what city. What it was called? Do you remember what's, well, it was a real city in the on Earth. Do you remember what city that they were from? Okay, let me think for a second. Because it's so hilarious. Portland. So, no. no, somewhere in the south, eh? Yeah, it was... Um, holy Simon, shit. Simon's onto it. it was, Simon's um, onto it. Uh, I, I, not New Orleans, but somewhere... No, it wasn't like, in the States. 
Oh, it wasn't in the States. Nope, it was not in the States. Oh, it was Buenos Aires. He's Whoa! got it. Oh, ding, He's ding, 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 ding. No yeah. movie game this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a walk-off. And that was, that was to show us that in the future... Everyone was... Because they were white as fuck. You they, were, there was no accent. We were all just amalgamated. Yeah. yeah. But it was just hilarious to me that it was like... You know, they're from Buenos Aires. Like, what a weird... But it, it's true, though. The whole movie kind of had things like that. Like, Brian made a good point. Go figure. There's that shower scene where the guys are showering with the girls and nobody yeah. cares. Because yeah. in the future... Yeah, no one Apparently, fucks. even care. though... No, they do fuck. They fuck like crazy. No, uh, but I think those are, they were just space marines and just yeah, hardcore. Just, that's how it works. Normal yeah. population still may shower separately. Mm. Okay, um, thanks, Kamar. I got to hit the button. We're doing this, right? Was this the movie game? No, we've no, done we've this. Done this. Oh, I'm about. So I'm about. Oh my god. He's about, I, okay, I didn't mean to bury the lead, no, bro. You, I know, but I, like, I explained what I was doing. Well, you said we had done it. I thought well, we've already done Tom DeLonge as a throwback. So we Joe, do things twice around so here. Joe I don't fucking asked, know. Movies that incorporate humor and violence in the same way Star Trek's Troopers did. Yeah, and they came up with Deadpool, which we have not done. Cut. It's the JRE movie game. The time has come again. For Matt This week we're doing Deadpool, which which is I I realize sort of like a Star Trooper. It had that feel to it, like this sort of fresh and silly, break down the third wall. I know, but I would never if you had said, Hey, what's a movie like Starship Troopers? I wouldn't have said, Oh, Deadpool. No, that's true. That's like, true. At all. Because Starship Troopers was almost like a scream movie. In that it was sort of taking the genre and just hyper exaggerating everything of no, like war. I movies. would say they Sin took City. themselves seriously. No, they took like a Vietnam movie and Star Wars and put together. Yeah, but made a real movie. They weren't like tongue in cheek. Okay. There was no fourth wall. There was. This week we're doing the Deadpool with Ryan Reynolds, Marina Baccarat. Couldn't tell that who that is. Ed Screen, T.J. Miller, Gina Carano. Then that didn't come and. Uh, Rob Delaney, isn't Brianna he? Brianna Hildeberg. He did not make the Oh, he's in the second one. That's credits. Right. Yeah, we're doing the first one. <laughs> My apologies. He's in the second one. So, so sorry, so sorry, so sorry, so sorry. I'm ready with a year sign. Okay, I'm ready. Are you writing it on a croissant box? I'm total, yeah. I'm ready to go. Uh, I said 2013. I said 2016. My God. Deadpool came out February 6, 2016. Whoa. Whoa. Okay, I guess I better go over this again. And... This is like, this, he's like with your legs. You know, the first one hit, you just need the other two locks to come. Yeah. But no, I was, uh, and as usual, Kamar, I missed my first leg. Yeah. So <laughs> now I'm already out. Now I'm, just, hit, now I'm going to hit the next two bang on. For sure, but it's yeah. all for naught. Wow. Congratulations. Uh, for new listeners, the movie game we play every week uh, based on a movie that's brought up in the podcast and uh, i do not remember last time you guys got dates so. this is exciting stuff press record you're gonna want to save this one uh i'm going to see uh garbage okay. night do you know that band garbage what garbage garbage shirley manson you guys don't like that music no, i don't know okay simon i'll go first since sure. you're the one going for the perfect i said it cost 65 million to make and it made 297 I said it cost thirty three to make, and it made two seventy six. Oh, 
Oh, anyways. Matt, very close to the budget. $58 million. Box office, $782.6 million. So this far. was a blockbuster smash. Yeah, smash hit. Oh, Fan City Ryan. Simon, got, all, Simon all got tight. He protected his date. Mm. Oh, he's mm. hurt. It's better to not get the date than get it the is. date at no, all. It really is. <laughs> it's like twinning, winning $10 in a scratcher. Yeah. Kamar, we got to wrap this up, unfortunately. I'm so sorry. How much? You have a ton more, obviously. Can we save it for some post, Joe? I just, for the ad's sake. We're Do you bit... like a root beer float? No, Not I don't anymore. like pop with my ice cream. Ugh, I never like I like it. a okay. slushy with my ice cream. That's good. But just adding root beer syrup to milkshake shake, that feels like it'd be really good. Because that's where the root beer float gets to, right? It's just a milkshake. It's funny, when they, when they spoke about calories, every time I get off the treadmill, I'm like, I literally just got a medium fry off like one hour of work alleviated for, like a medium like, fry and maybe half of the drink i had it's like definitely not worth it <laughs> we are working out totally just eat the fry i'll just say the corniest thing brian did was like hey can i do the smelling salts well, he, I thought that was cool he, he wanted to see what it was like okay they're fine you can think it's cool i think it's just brian trying hard okay he wants that to become a new thing everyone on the show does the smelling salts it's really nice of joe to bail him out too where he was like you know what you opened it you probably got the last of the... Because remember at first, Joe was like, oh, you got the pussy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, this got nothing left. And then he was like, no, you know what? Yeah. Uh, and then it went into more Klaus Schwab stuff, which we can touch on or not. I heard somebody call him Klaus Anal Schwab. We need to control like the like people like to that. save the planet is basically what's happening. Vote for Tulsi Gabbard. Rate it. Yeah, because we didn't mention, but we'll talk about it in the post, Joe, the fucking stones there. Was number the one Rolling on Stones? No. no, no, wait, wait, uh, wait for it, Matt. Join the Patreon if you want to know what we're talking about. I, I, give this a, I, give, I give this a three. I, I didn't blow my mind like it did for you guys, but it, well, it didn't blow my mind. I give it a 3.7. I thought he was good. I gave it a three and a half because, again, I think we're so used to Brian episodes being not great that this one, I was like, wow, this is very doable. And you know what? After like two four hour marathon episodes, it was, oh no, this was one of the four hour marathon episodes, yeah. Anyway, I guess that's it. That's a show. If you made it this far, thank you so much. We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. If you want to support the show, do that there. Um, that's it. I got no call to action. I don't know if I can do it anymore. Do you have anything to say? Sponsor us. Send us money so we can do it more. That's a call to action, baby. There you go. That's it. We hope you enjoy your week. Have a great weekend. Oh, and uh, if there's issues with this not making it to Spotify or it buffering on Spotify, I cannot help you. I've done everything in my power. I I don't know. Send Kamar more thinks, money. Kamar Send thinks more we're money. being shadow banned. I don't uh, buy that. Others have told me that. It, Send more it money. It works perfectly for me every time. So I don't know what to say or do. I've tried everything in my power. Write your congressman. Send us money. Have a great week. Enjoy your weekend. Keep your eyes open.